2: You know what that means? Oh, I do. So, I do. All right, what's I it mean, fam?
3: The boys at the bowling. The boy,
2: yeah, the boys are live
4: from Radio Row. I'm glad you didn't say still, because that's a <laughs> negative <laughs> connotation, fellas. Let's yeah. not say still. Oh, because <laughs> you
2: expected to have been asked to leave by now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. they were like, <laughs> they were like, uh, sir, excuse me, are you Robert Gibson The And you're like, yes. And they were like, uh, it's uh, it's time for you to go, you're sir. Still yeah, here? You? Uh, <laughs> how are you? How are you still here? <laughs> We are, no, we are. This has been about as much fun as we thought it would be. Maybe even a little bit more, right, boys? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, and you know what? Thankful, obviously, to uh, the friends of our show, you know, the fans at home listening uh, to allow us to not just be a part of this for them. But uh, it kind of feels like they're here with us, right? The texture has been, like, just really quality as far as asking questions. The social media is through the roof. Just a lot of positive feedback on every guest that I book and none of the guests that you guys book. Ouch. Well, Mm. it's fine. Mm. It's fine. But, no, we gosh, I mean. Unique experience, and uh, how very good for Albuquerque, because I heard yesterday this is the first time Albuquerque has been represented at the Super Bowl since 2007, boys. Wow. That's wow. pretty impressive. That's a good run. Pretty impressive. I am oh. I'm Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you, friends of the show, up until 7 p.m. tonight when uh, we hand it over to our friend Zach Gelb, who's live from Radio Row as well. So maybe we go over and pop in on the Zach sure, Gelb show. Sure, let's go side Zach. I don't see why we wouldn't. A little radio neighbor. Alongside me, uh, a guy I didn't know owns so many Blazers, Van Dunley. Van, how are you? What are you? You didn't know. You've been knowing. I was going to say, where I gotta, have
3: you been? I <laughs> got a shtick. I, I got a milieu. I got a forte. I got mm. a style. Van's mm.
2: forte is going to the Goodwill, buying a suit jacket and getting it tailored for $35 on the intersection of Louisiana and Manal.
3: Okay, well, it costs well, way more than $35. I have a quality tailor. A s- so, wait, it costs more to tailor it than to buy it. That's that's
2: accurate. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm not frugal. I'm thrifty. <laughs> Robert Gibson, your first Radio Row experience. How has this been for you, friend?
4: This has been very spectacular. Yeah. It's hard to sit here and talk to you guys and see the people that are walking behind you <laughs> and pay
3: attention to the conversation. You're very working, hard. Robert. Very good.
2: hard. <laughs> Joining us uh, after the break is our well, new friend of the show, Jake Plummer. Yes. Yeah, so Jake sat down with us a little bit earlier today, and we're going to bring that one to you pre-recorded. But the thing about having Jake Plummer on was he laughed. I mean, he like he still got that quarterback mentality, still got that mind. But I was just real impressed with his um, – how would you guys describe it? Salt of the earth demeanor? He just – he had a real – He's got an aura. Very earthy. Very He's got yeah.
3: organic.
2: He's yeah. got an aura. Yes, he does. So, anyway, so we enjoyed that. We had a lot of fun with him. Uh, as far as the big NFL news that's going around, I'm still looking for whatever that red herring story was yesterday of this NFL Germany stuff. I can't, I can't seem to find what it is outside of this trucker convoy coming down from Canada. Yeah, to interrupt well, there you there we go. Canadian
3: truckers, and that's not some hipster jam band, <laughs> <laughs> Canadian truckers are actually going to infiltrate Los Angeles and probably, you know, stop us from doing what we're doing right now. It's not just here, though. They're they're going to other major cities, but since it
4: is the week of the Super Bowl, that's going to take the precedence in the news. Do you think they
3: can pull this off, though? Look, we— of course they can. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, they're, <laughs> it's going to be a logistical nightmare for law enforcement here, which it already is. But I, I don't know if we had the. We've been so busy working and doing interviews and doing segments and and hobnobbing and schmoozing, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if we vetted this story enough, because yesterday I saw a story that the White House was giving out crack pipes, and that one's yeah. not, that one's not true either. Well, is it not true? It's not true there. Okay, I was getting a little happy. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking yeah. of the resale value already. <laughs>
2: you talk, you're talking romantic roses like at the, at the <laughs> bodega? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. The Washington Commanders put out some new swag yesterday. Did you boys see this? No, we haven't seen it. I've okay. seen
3: some Commander swag walking around. Oh, cool. They put so whoever their hype man is is here.
2: So they got some ships. The Commanders got some ships, right? Not as the Commanders, but previously. Sure. They put out the wrong years on their championship commemorative Washington Commanders jerseys. That's boys. amazing. Boys that put no, out the wrong they did Yes, they did. They 100% did. How many did they print? Guys. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, they printed an NFL's worth. <laughs> what?
4: I'm not joking. It's even worse. Were those years cowboy
2: years? This is. Oh, oh. oh. that would be so bad. <laughs> Guys, after they put them out with the wrong ears, they didn't go in and fix it. They just covered it. <laughs> so they took they took all the ones they already had because they had this big white bold outline around them with the dates and they just printed over them oh my in a in the maroon and gold or whatever it is to cover it up more they just, fully. No,
3: they just covered it in heather gray camo. I, yes, you, oh. could, you looks like you could peel it right off oh, and man. see all their mistakes. Throw it the is, whole
4: team away.
3: Just throw this them away. Is.
4: Daniel <laughs> Snyder, do us a favor. Buy five more teams and throw all six of them in the trash. <laughs> That's what you should do, bro. <laughs> That's what you should do. Guys,
2: no, <laughs> hey, they, they fixed it, guys. But fixed is like not the way we would have described what oh, they did. Oh, man. Oh, man. This The NFL is about as good right now as far as it goes with – um, what dumb little thing can come out all week long? They, they did a, <laughs> as
3: good a job with those T-shirts as they did their internal investigation. Yeah. Of sexual assault.
4: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good.
2: <laughs> no real coaching moves of substance uh, since we've been here. No real, I mean, nothing that's not fluff, right? It's right. like it's almost like the NFL, everything they can control is coming out fluff, except for Alvin Kamara is an idiot, and except for like everything that's NFL adjacent. It has really caused like strong issue with moving forward with like positivity. Right. It's like you're not getting that outside, hey, the NFL's the jam. You're getting Outside, hey, the NFL is kind of full of some suspect activity, and the NFL is trying to to cloud it a little bit. Yep.
3: Oh, duh. I mean, that's business as usual, right? You just don't drop the bad news in front of your biggest game of the year, your biggest money-making opportunity every year. Yeah, because everyone's going to say, I told you. Look, I told you. That's
4: exactly why it is.
2: Also from the NFL extending is the Manning cast, boys. Pretty excited about this one. I think the Manning cast is the only thing that made me watch even one second of Monday Night Football. This year.
3: I've yet to watch it, and I've
4: been missing out. I'm going to go back and watch some of the old ones just to catch up.
3: Well, you, you know how I do. I talk about this on the show all the time. If I'm not hanging out with the boys in a big group of football fans or if I'm not at a sports bar, if it's just me watching football, I turn the volume off and yeah. I put on music. But the Mannings have changed that for me. I really enjoy it now.
2: Deja vu. Greg Robinson arrested after being caught with $120,000 worth of drugs. Ooh, what drugs? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only
4: thing in the store you care about. Yeah, right, Greg,
2: Greg, what you holding? Greg Robinson was arrested in Thibodeau, Louisiana, after police say they found a large amount of drugs in his possession during a car stop, and that was on Monday, fellas. Wow. The table of drugs, I would say, is like if you went to a swap meet of drugs, and it was a it was oh, a like whatever a, you
4: whatever you wanted he had it basically. Yeah. This okay. is
3: this is the soul food Sunday buffet of drugs.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can have whatever it you a, like. It is a cornucopia
3: of drugs.
2: Just just insanely disappointing, sad. I mean, I want to make oh, jokes man. because he's done it before, but yeah. there's uh, he is pursuing a lifestyle that, uh, to be fair, mm, to be fair, oh. he is not fit for. Mm, well. We know what his
3: passion calling is. It's not football. <laughs> well, you remember yeah.
2: back in February of 2020, he had 157 pounds of marijuana in sure. his car.
3: Hey,
2: what makes find you, what, find
3: a job you love. You'll never work a day in your okay. life well, because know, you're going to be arrested and in prison.
4: I want to know, once you get to 150, what makes you say, you know what? I need seven more pounds. Hey, you
3: got seven more <laughs> laying around here. <laughs> Why not 6?
4: Why yeah, not 8? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just leave a yeah. a fine even 150.
2: What do drugs cost now that you can so quickly be like, "Oh, it's 120k." Just don't google it on your computer. Please don't. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Which <laughs> which one specifically, Fred? Did you write that's the <laughs> cut <laughs> is it, is, there's somebody at the police station that's like, listen, I got the drug calculation converter calculator. It's a TI-83, but <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a TI the Rapper. T-I, oh, TI does you know. Go. Yeah, yeah T-I so does. that's how yeah. they make the conversion. Let's grab a break. Let's come back with Jake Plummer, and uh, we'll definitely make an effort to thank all of our sponsors and everyone's allowing to be at Radio Row uh, after we sit down with Jake. You're listening to Two Men on at Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
0: Two men on. Live from Radio Row in Los Angeles. Is brought to you by Jersey Mice.
2: A sub above. live from radio row and how fortunate the boys are as we have the snake with us jake Plummer. welcome my yeah. friend how are you
5: i'm doing great how are you guys doing Doing good, well good. new
2: friend of the show obviously arizona cardinals obviously the denver broncos but uh now you're you're living another life huh you're a little getting into the the healthy and alternative foods
5: yeah well you know i i was able to get into you know when, when cbd became a little bit uh on the scene there and everybody mm-hmm. was freaking out like Oh no I don't want to get high and they didn't know really anything about the difference between marijuana and and hemp yeah uh you know I was able to get involved with Charlotte's web back then and kind of spread the word on that and it's helped a lot of people it's helped a lot of individuals a lot of former players teammates of mine that were struggling with inflammation and not sleeping well and just kind of going through that that, that ringer when you get done playing ball it's a tough transition and so I was able to really help them a lot and you know now it's pretty prominent to see CBD all over the place right, right. a plant you know a weed yep. that was and still is listed illegal so it's like you know what I'm here to do is make people think you know there's other right. alternatives out there besides just going to your doctor getting a white pill and feeling like crap for a long time after that get another white pill feel even worse so we're looking to you know explore and, and to get people to look into plant medicines fung- fungus fungi, mushrooms also right. with their uh, adaptogenic properties, a lot of good things out there that, you know, we spray spray weed killer on that actually can help you with a headache or help you with, uh, you know, have a wound out in the woods and you come across some yarrow, you can chew it up, put it in your wound and it's antimicrobial and it helps stop the bleeding and I just kind of getting into touching back into the earth and what's out there for us because we're all from the earth and... Uh, you know, working with uh, vets also and uh, also right. with Umbo, a company we started for uh, a supplemental functional mushroom company. And again, just trying to bring a health, uh, health and wellness option to people that are out there struggling. So at least let them think in a different way and, and check it out and see if it might work for them.
3: So when, when you were done playing the game, what, what really brought you to natural therapeutics? What, what made you want to dip your toe in?
5: Well, I was raised by uh, you know in a family that was pretty open-minded about you know medicine and herbs and uh, whole foods. My grandma, I mean, she was a vegetarian back a long time before that was even known. You know, or right. people weren't talking about that. So, right. uh, you know, always was cognizant of what I was putting in my body and trying to be healthy. Um, although you know, you get out on your own and you're in a hurry, you kind of go through phases where you eat that you know, fast food stuff, uh, but now, you know, as I've, I've gotten older and, and, you know, as your body starts to entropy, that's something we can't stop, but you can do a lot for your mind, for for your interior organs to help them be more, uh, you know, functional and work better and find a little balance and homeostasis uh, in your body so you can think clearer, have more focus, feel better every day with more energy naturally, and so, you know, for me, it's just been the opportunity to Again, run across people, people coming across my path that that present opportunities to me. And uh, it seems to be one of my paths I'm on is to expose people to think differently about their health and wellness. Maybe try something different. Uh, look into alternative forms of medicine. And, you know, if you're feeling crappy and the doctor can't help you, then look into other ways to go out about, uh, you know, things that are provided by the earth for us. Uh, you know, God did make everything around here. If that's what you believe in, then He did make marijuana for 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 a purpose, or He made psilocybin mushrooms for a purpose, or He made you know pine trees for a purpose. They're, we're all in this together. So I'm just trying to help people expose, uh, like I said, expose you, expose people to thinking about their health and wellness, and then finding other options that are out there. And, I'm a uh, I'm lucky man to do this. You right. know, it's a gift to go sure. over and just make people think. I'm not telling you what to do, right. but I'm, I'm living it experientially, like feeling better, feeling younger, feeling more alert, more fresh, and able to go out and do the things I love to do still after being out of the league for 15 years.
4: With us being in Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. the Southwest has always been in the forefront when it comes to alternative. Yeah. Um, has it been hard to get the rest of the country on board?
5: It, what's hard is you talk mushrooms and people just oh no no I don't want to right. trip out right I mean there's over a million sure. they don't know how many like they still don't know how many many mushrooms are out there we've only named or discovered or or, or you know found 150 that we know or 150 thousand that we know of or something these numbers could be skewed I mean these are sure, just sure. some numbers I've heard but it's a it's a wide open fungal kingdom out there so. What we're doing, what I've been doing, what I'm uh, getting exposed to is people that are tapping back into our indigenous roots of how did we get to where we can just go down to a, a pharmacy and get some white pill and take it and it's supposed to help us. Like, what got us to there? this is that's where the trouble is like Probably. we, we yep. lost our roots, we lost our touch with ancestral medicine, <clears throat> which in the down in the southwest, yes, there's some indigenous people there that they don't need a pharmacy they exactly. go out into the desert and find what they need naturally that's growing there so it's been fun. I'm not an herbologist or a naturopath i don't I'm not a mycologist I just want to be able to go out and do the things I love to do to feel good every day to make People think and maybe bring a little bit of a different way to look at their health and wellness. And yeah, uh, it's an exciting thing, but mushrooms are very misunderstood. People don't understand that, you know, in China, they've been using uh, mushrooms and in Asia for, for sure. years, for thousands of years to cure all sorts of stuff. I mean, breast cancer in Japan, they treat you treat it with turkey tail mushrooms. So wow. it's a different lifestyle there you know eastern medicine as opposed to our western medicine and so we're just trying to get people you know to open their eyes a little bit and read read about it research it see if it might be good for you
3: yeah, well, you're preaching to the choir here, because I already take a mushroom blend every morning. Good for you. But can you tell us a little bit about Umbo products? I got a honey walnut pecan functional mushroom yeah. bar here. I'm gonna crack it. There you, you go. Try a live on air. Yeah,
2: right let's get it well, here. Yeah. And why yeah. while you're chewing, I I gotta ask quarterback question though. Yeah, right? let me I'm, answer the, the yeah. Umbo
5: first. Yeah. That's that's a yeah. bar. that has got two and a half grams of mushrooms in it. A lot of these mushroom products, they're sprinkling a little bit in there, saying, "Yeah, this is full of mushrooms," and there's I mean, 100, it is, it is 150 milligrams. By the way.
4: Save yeah. me some. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> You didn't bring any more, <laughs> man.
5: I don't know where they went. They're all they're hot off the hot. Everyone wants it, but that, we wanted to make a, a good tasting bar that's, that's uh, functional and has has you know a, a considerable amount of mushrooms, so you can get the benefits of these beautiful beautiful things oh it's uh, moist oh yeah yeah try to be as natural and and, you know we're just starting out so we got also some capsules and gummies that help you uh, get up and go with cordyceps in the morning and some lion's mane at night Mm -hmm. reishi to help you like reduce your stress fatigue Uh, lion's mane is a really really strong fungus for the brain uh whatever it does it's got nerve growth factor it's like big time on regrowing you know the the brain your nerves man like regrowing what we're losing by pounding our heads together, whether you're a fighter or an NFL athlete uh, or a veteran, an army veteran, that's what vets is one of the parts with Marcus Capone. You guys talk to him; yeah, he's doing right, great yep. things, taking it even further into you know psychedelics and Love working that. with plant medicine and, and psychedelics. These pl- long-standing plants that have been in the in the uh, you know jungle or wherever they're at, uh, roots that are that are there, and he's helping these veterans come out of. Uh, you know, some really tough times in their lives, some of them suicidal, uh, turning their lives around and becoming good, good citizens and doing good
2: things. Getumbo.com and vetsolutions.org. Getumbo is this, uh, well, it's this honey walnut pecan that I stayed in. it was pretty damn good, if it you ask your very boy. Very yes. I got one last one. Got to be a quarterback question. We're not going to let you come sweet. to Radio Row <laughs> no, and ask me whatever you All want. Right? You're looking at what I would argue is the best one in the league currently with Tom Brady re- retiring and the Cincinnati quarterback, Burrow, and then Matt Stafford, who has had a resurgence with a new team around him. You went from one team to another team. You made some transitions yeah. in your playing dates. Between the two, who do you think's the better quarterback in this matchup this weekend, and who do you think is going to come out?
5: Uh, they're both good quarterbacks. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of football this year, yeah. so I haven't watched Joe, but I've uh, I've heard that he's, he's kind of been – the reason they're here is he's yeah. been making sure. plays. Reminds me of his college days. I mean, right. he was a baller. He made plays. He stepped up when he had to, and I think what you see from him is just uh, – a good leader, a guy who guys uh, that gravitate towards and understand like he's one of the one of the the team. You know, he's not, I'm Joe Burrows. I'm bigger and better than all of you. Right. I'm with you. Let's go. Let's win this. And I, it's fun to see that happen. But like I said yesterday a few times, you know, as Tom Brady's retiring, I'm not sure I'm ready to anoint. You know, maybe he's the next one they're trying to anoint <laughs> yeah. here and, as the new, you know, white Christian. Let it, uh, let it breathe a little yeah. bit. You know, <laughs> new, new good-looking white kid for, you know, to yeah. be – be the next one but i think i'd like to see stafford win because yeah. he spent some some hard years in detroit and when you're playing ball and you're busting your ass and you're working hard and you want it bad and you're on a team that's out of the playoffs mid-season or even sooner right. that's hardcore so now he's got a chance to come down here in la play for a good organization and, and win one it'd be kind of cool to see him get it but they're both exciting players to watch i both like that they throw the ball all sorts of ways and and create plays and uh They're just fighters, so we'll see what happens.
2: Number 16 in the book, number one on this show. Jake Plummer, thank you so very much for joining us. We're two men on. Jake Plummer, live from Radio Row. It's 95.9 FM and AM610, the Sports Animal.
0: The opening drive with Jeff Cimbiata and J.J. Vaughn. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM610, the
1: Sports
2: Animal.
6: California, here we come. Right back where we Welcome back to Radio
2: Row, where the boys are hanging out. And uh, hey, big thank you to uh, Jake Plummer, right? So, oh yes, that was a fun one. The snake. What is that like for you, man? Whenever, whenever you get like a what I'm going to call top tier NFL celebrity, and then they tell you, yes, it's okay to be into the weird mushrooms that you are like into. Yeah, I mean,
3: it's weird looking in a mirror and interviewing somebody. Gonna be honest. Oh God uh, like worst <laughs> like worst case, worst case scenario, like cool older cousin, uh-huh uh, yeah, for sure
2: we uh we only got a handful of minutes here Robert before Le garrett blunt comes on. Um, but after after we had a little Blank, you had made mention of that he like literally like at that twenty miles per hour he was talking about. Yes. that's what he ran over to the Pat McAfee right. show. Right,
4: and like we were saying, like we've been saying, we're getting the top notch, the cream of the crop that is here. Yeah, they're sitting with us. They're going straight to major production. So hey, we're in the mix, you boys. Hey, I'm
3: sitting right here, Robert. We are a major production. This, okay.
2: okay, this major production is brought to you by some friends of the show. And we always make sure that we're able to bring them to everyone at home obviously thank you to graphic connection who's just done your boys out so we i mean the signs are up it looks the part i know graphic connections helped us with this we got our two men on shirts you got the bs show shirts i know graphic connections made those well so thank you to scott cregan and his team over there for letting us i don't come and just represent the right way because boys there's a high bar here for swag yes it is And
3: the two men on shirts and tablecloth and pop-ups and and stickers and Cards and everything from Graphic Connections. So super huge shout out to Scott Cregan and Graphic and Connections.
2: after this, actually, let's take a photo and put it on social media. That way everyone can get a look. But, like, the Teller Vodka, the Walk-Off, the Watermelon Walk-Off, the official canned cocktail, the stops? That gets love from everyone who sits down. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, Trey Trey Wingo watermelon walked off with one of them.
2: <laughs> so I the
3: hope th- I hope he he said it's a little too early to have one, but he's excited to drink it later. So yeah. what
4: they do is they just pick up the can and start reading, and they're like, oh. Is this I, is oh. what this is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is, oh, I
3: see you out here.
2: And I know I've mentioned before, but the Duke City Gladiator season kicks off in March. They have, at the end of February, open tryouts. So that is an exciting event for them. And, boys, Radio Row is like a pretty open venue here. It's similar to that Rio Rancho Convent- Event Center that we mess with so very often and has allowed us to come out here and represent them on Radio Row. It's full on here, boys. It is.
4: Yeah, today's the day. Yeah. I, okay. All right. Um, I I said I fanboyed a little. Yeah. Today I fanboyed out.
2: To, okay, I've, give I've me the names. I've been taking
4: selfies.
2: <laughs> I've been asking
4: to take selfies. I've been taking pictures, videos. The biggest athlete that I rubbed an uh, actual shoulder with was the great Joe Montana.
2: Okay. So Joe Montana.
4: Yes. So it's it's everything. Let me let me give you the spectrum. All right. Joe Montana's up here. And then you have Big Boy from Big Boy's Neighborhood, who which you have no clue who it is. Who is
2: that? What's his name? His <laughs> name is Big Boy from Big Boy's Neighborhood. Is that my Fat Albert?
4: Come on, man! I'm gonna call him back over here. This is, I'm <laughs> gonna call him back over
2: here. Well, d- well, good for him. And you said he was—he played Debo and Friday. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm googling oh my right God. now. But
3: I just so happen to know who he is. Yes, I mean, he's a legend. Legend in the hip hop
4: radio. Oh, Boi, yes. I like that
2: big Boi. No, no, not that one. Not oh, wrong, big boy. Okay. Oh, wrong big boy. Oh, oh this guy's big pretty exciting boy. too. Neighborhood. Right. Power one oh six. Let me put uh yeah, let me put more O's in boy <laughs> and see if I can sorry, so big boy big is Boy's oh, neighborhood. Okay, so I'm familiar with this. He's Very, got hey, he's got the flashy hair and he holds the burger outside of the restaurant. Wow. So this is put a Bob's uh, yeah, yeah. on the front of it. No. Yeah, this we is, go. Is, yeah we go. big boy restaurants you can Travel from where we're at to Burbank in just a few short minutes. Are you doing an epitome of we all look-alike joke or this something? This like. very creative and good radio <laughs> on my end. <laughs> uh, I, we are here and we, we are laughing a lot. But you know what? Thank you to everyone still at home. You know, thank you to everyone... Back in Albuquerque, he's been able to. I'm not going to say drudge through this with us because you know we're not really an interview-based show. But but the laughs are happening between them because some of these interviews they're uh, they're of a substance that I didn't know would be there. Some of right. these are just as an entertaining in the quality as you think you could get from individuals. But and I'll be out transparent to the friend of the show: we're getting everyone first. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's the great part. We got them at their energy level, top top peak. Not only are we getting them first. But we're having the
3: most fun with them. Yeah. And then we gotta dump them off high energy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To all these low
2: level losers surrounding us right now. They're not ready for it at all. Not even there's hundred and fifty stations in here and it's us and the energy that we have had, the laughter and the we will stand up during an interview and we will go it's like it's basically us and Pat McAfee.
7: Like yeah, every, that, yeah, pretty much. Everyone else is. Is,
2: is not. Are we not fit out for this, boys? Are yeah, we Are no. we not a sports show? Yeah, who cares? Well, I <laughs>
4: mean,
1: <laughs> we're here,
3: we're here. What are you talking about? We don't have to define anything. <laughs> we're here. And we're giving a lot of uh, Teller Vodka
2: oh my gosh. mixed oh, drinks out today. Today though.
4: is the day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, the first couple of days, people were looking and reading. Uh, uh, besides besides our, our, our wonderful baseball player. Uh, What what was his name? Ryan LaVarne. LaVarne. He He cracked it open. But today is the day where people are like, all right, it's Super Bowl time.
3: Let's get it cracking. Trey, K- Trey Wingo pounded, Trey K- Wingo pounded yeah. one. Kiss Brooks <laughs> pounded yeah. one. Do we have enough? I'm hey. a, we're not going to have
2: enough.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, uh, well, and the, you know what's more powerful than some of these interviews that we had
2: today? Uh, what O.E. Solar can do for you at home. Hey! hey yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. O.E. Solar is a big sponsor of the boys while right? we are out at Radio Row. And the thing about it, buy, find O.E. Solar on, on social media as so well. Find him on Facebook. I can never get this word right, so you're going to have to Help me out oh, with so Facebook.com <laughs> slash find OE Solar. Find us on our social media as we are sharing uh, we're sharing our trip and we're doing all of our energy and photos and they are powered by OE Solar. No, you're absolutely right, man. This has been um I don't know kind of a fun experience and for me and I'm not gonna be that guy that's like, look at my kids, look how big they've gotten. to to watch you two boys enjoy this thing because this isn't my first rodeo yeah introducing you uh you clowns to become cowboys this has (laughs) been this has been a good rodeo experience for me well my boys all grows up (laughs) (laughs) Uh
4: well for me today i don't know if you know today's the first day where i've kind of ventured away from us just sporadically right and it's because of everyone who's in the room it's and nobody's acting Hollywood. No one's acting like, no, no, no. They're very inviting. And it's, it's, it's pretty surprising to me that it's that way.
2: There's often a representative tied to everyone here. That's kind of the right. – that's been the energy on it. There's been, there've been a handful that aren't, but that's fine. And that representative, you can almost tell immediately in the approach to, to acquire someone for an interview if there's going to be a level of interest. And sending – we thought sending Rob over to get Big Boy that we would have him for sure. nah. Nah. No, because I forgot I was here with you guys (laughs) (laughs)
4: in a a radio capacity. I'm over Uh, there talking to hip-hop, and I was like, where's the Drake party? And I was like, oh, yeah, when he walked off. I was like, I was supposed to get him over here. So, my bad, fellas.
2: My bad. Well, we already got uh, Vans Doppelganger, Jake Plummer on the show. And Diplo will be joining us here in just a little bit, which will be very exciting. I don't know if that's going to make the program today, but if we can, we will. Uh, Obviously, having Bruce Buffer on was a big deal. We're going to have that interview on very soon, but joining us immediately after this break is going to be LeGarrett Blunt. So he's a three time Super Bowl champion. He had a world of personality. He's working with some, I'm going to use the word alternative medicines, but does that feel right to you boys? Is alternative medicine still the term? Natural therapeutics. There we go. I How like about that? that. Yeah, there I like go. that a lot. Yeah. yeah,
3: and he doesn't need anything therapeutic for that big personality.
4: He is no. a lot
2: of
3: fun.
4: The only yeah. therapeutics he needs is carrying around that super bowl ring. Yeah. I saw <laughs> him walk by earlier and that thing is
2: huge. Well, he's not wearing it, he's carrying it. <laughs> yeah. Like that thing that thing is to be fair, um, to be fair. Oh. It's like if you stack 4 quarter dollars next to each other, like it, that it's yes. it's even thicker than that. It's Way gigantic. Thicker. Yeah, it was yeah, I don't know, impressive that that he just wears it around. But Also, no one's going to try to take it from him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> are you out of your mind? you see the size of that, boy? <laughs> it's not happening. That and is If a- you <laughs> want to see
3: the size of the ring, you can check it out at TalkABQ on all the social media platforms. we got pictures of everything we're doing out here and all the fun we're having. Uh,
4: and I love that you guys are on the social medias because it's like you're here with us.
2: That is the thing too, because all the right. feedbacks there. I know we're on the texter, and, and obviously the texter gets a lot more interaction uh, during the program in the morning. The opening drive is live, and and those guys have been killing it. And as we've been preparing. We're bringing, you know, we got the Facebook comments. We got, we've had the live stream on and off. We've, yeah, we've just been able to fully submerge the friend of the show. So thank you to everyone at home for tuning in and being a part of this broadcast, and uh, you know, just giving us the enthusiasm to come do it. So, so we're here for you, and and if you have a question or an idea or concern about Radio or reach out to your boys everything's at talk abq or text the text line 505-246-0610 whenever we get back that little garrett blunt interview your boys are live at radio row on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal
0: two men on live from radio row in los angeles is brought to you by jersey Mike's, jersey Mike's, a sub above
2: your boys are live from Radio Row, and we're feeling good. But are we LGs? Feel good. Hey. Joining us on the program, with Please Garrett Blunt, it. three time, three time, three time Super Bowl champion. Welcome to the program, friend of the
8: show. Man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me on. all
2: right, straightforward questions.
8: How do you feel after an NFL football game? Ooh, <laughs> you know <want me> to- <laughs> It depends on how many carries I done had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not feeling start, good. Though. It, 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 after about after about five, they go downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about toughness. It's about mental toughness at that point. Hey, that chain is absolutely sick,
3: dude. I love the LB. I, I got I got one it. of I got one of those myself. I got a little brand. Oh gosh, Here we go. Yeah. Here he goes See, with his that's, signature. That's me right there. <laughs> my, my hand, my handwriting's awful, but that's V A N. It's like God. that. Okay, okay. Gee, so, who, who did those drools? Can they can um, they do them in cubic zirconium? Because that's <laughs> all I can afford. Oh yeah, nah, he'll do them in whatever you want. <laughs> I don't
8: know if he's gonna do them in cubic zirconium. He <laughs> <laughs> might not make no money off of that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh,
4: I want to know. I, I, I've been. I've asked a couple of players this. You're very physical back. Who was the linebacker that made you be like, Okay, I'm gonna have to bring my lunch today? Give me the one. Uh, mm, if there if there was one. Uh hey oh.
2: Look
8: everybody say there <laughs> wasn't. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think long and hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I feel like I always came to work with that. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. what I'm saying. Uh, I feel like I always brought that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like the guys on the other end would have to be the ones that are gonna be like, I, right, yeah. Do I want to bang for? Do I want to bang 25 times? Yeah. Or 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 do I want to let somebody else bang 10 and, and <laughs> I get the other? T- you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how that's because I'm gonna always bring. They always everybody knows you know from from experience of playing me, playing against me, and playing with me. Everybody know that when I come, I'm, a, I'm I'm coming. That's right. It ain't gonna be no. It ain't gonna be no half stepping. It ain't gonna be no. You know, in the first time you see me in the hole, you gonna feel me, and then, and at that point it's gonna be
4: well coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah. read, like, like that's who we gotta tackle tonight. all oh, right man. it's gonna be, you
8: know, and, it, it, and at that point in time, after after like one or two hits, they're gonna it, it's gonna at, at that point it's a decision making time. Yeah, you gonna want to do this all game, <laughs> or or you gonna let me you gonna let me get the best of you for the rest of the game. You know, so and 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 most of the time it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be the second one. Yeah, there we go. So the
3: exact opposite of that question. So have you ever taken it across the middle, truck somebody, and you gotta <laughs> help them up, and they're like, "Damn, Legarrette, I didn't know." <laughs> oh nah, nah, they, they,
8: know. <laughs> yeah, they know, they know, they know, they look that film that week, they know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: LeGarrett, you don't know. So in 09 uh, you graduated Oregon. Is that right? Yes, sir. 09? All right. So in 09, I was at Washington State. Oh my gosh. And you hung. <laughs> uh, you and Clay Thompson. The, yeah. The, so yeah, we had a little pickleball, a little play ball, me and Clay, Clay Thompson. But uh, no, you uh, yeah, you put uh the ninth conference loss on my boys. 09 that season. <laughs> and uh, and I'm just like, I, like, so for a long time, I was like, all right, Legarrette Blount, like he my arch nemesis. I can't be about him. He beats up my boys. But once you get the NFL. Like you like you kind of changed position a little bit, right? And a guy yeah. from my hometown, Lawrence Maroney, I thought played a lot like you too.
8: Yeah, so, I, I like Maroney.
2: Yeah, so it was uh what was that like to come in and be like, "Hey, I'm actually going to define this position a little differently?"
8: Um it was it was different for me because uh it hadn't it had only been a couple of backs that had been my size, you know, yes. Brandon Jacobs, Yeah. you know, um Eddie George, you know, guys like that and and these were guys that I had obviously never had the pleasure of playing with, you know, so whenever I got to the league, you know, I felt like, um, I felt like I, I, I kind of revolutionized that position by, um, just by being a big physical fast back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, Brandon Jacobs, wasn't a fast guy. If he break a long run like, they were probably going to catch him. Um, Eddie George wasn't really a fast guy. He would break a long run. They probably going to catch him. Um, I had all their features, but I was just faster, you know. And I think that was, I think that was different for me. And then after I after I obviously got done playing the game, you got somebody that you know kind of came with my kind of mold and that's bigger, 22. stronger, and faster than all of us. You know what I'm saying with Derek? Um, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and but at that, but before then, you know, you're not finding running backs my size. That's you know that's breaking twenty miles an hour. You know on on a run. You're just not seeing that. You know what I'm saying? These guys are going to be running, you know, if they're my size, they're going to be running 17 and 16 or, you know, miles an hour, and I'm out there running 18, 19, 20 miles an hour on my runs. Um, and now you see Derek running 21. You see Jonathan Taylor running 22. You know, these guys yeah. are getting faster. They're getting mm-hmm. stronger. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think I was one of the first ones to just revolutionize that that position when it comes to um, – that part you know what I'm saying obviously Brandon Jacobs and Eddie George big big strong you know physical powerful guys um I don't know how many times you've seen Eddie George break a you know 70 or 80 yard run right. and not get caught you know I don't think you've ever seen Brandon Jacobs break a run like that and not get caught right you know what I'm saying, but I'm breaking these 70 yard runs and not getting caught. 50, 60 yard runs and not getting caught. Is, is
3: Eddie here? He might not like hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> man, man. I'm gonna tell y'all <laughs> a story about Eddie George. So I, I, I got and I got with the
8: Tennessee Titans, uh, undrafted free agent. I signed my undrafted free agent um, contract with the Titans. And uh, man, I loved Eddie George, bro. That was my guy. Yeah. That was my guy. Uh, and and uh, I got the Tennessee. And I met him and uh I I asked I asked Fisher, I say, Fish, man, I wanna wear twenty seven. And uh <laughs> Fisher's like, Man, I can't <laughs> I can I, I, I can't tell you that you can you can't I don't have a problem with it. You gotta ask Eddie. Yeah. And so uh, we I finally met him, you know, um, CJ twi- and, and, and Chris Johnson was number twenty eight. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm you know I'm in my mind I'm having a great camp. I'm gonna be here. You know, I'm gonna be here. It's gonna be me and CJ, and um, and I asked Eddie. I say, Eddie, man, let me wear the 27, man. I, I, you know, I was number nine in college. You know, and the two and the seven equal nine. You know what I'm saying? I, and I like the two seven, you know, because of you, obviously. And uh, he was like, man, yeah, you have to do a little bit more to work, to put that jersey yeah. on. <laughs> 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 you know, nine years later, three Super Bowls. You know, yeah, he's you know. calling to apologize. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nine <laughs> years later, three Super Bowls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I left, and when I left uh, Tennessee, the number that I wore in Tampa was
2: right, right away. Yeah, sure, go. sure.
8: You know what I'm saying? Thousand yards rushing as an undrafted free agent. You know, so I and I think I might have talked to him probably once or twice after that. And 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 you know, I'm like, bro, I, you know. I, I want a 2-7 now, but I don't want it no more. He saves your numbers, 27. So I got the 2-9 when I got to New England, and, I, and and from then on, that was it.
4: Okay, so Van pointed out the chain. I'm talking about the bling in, on the hand now, <laughs> okay. the, the, the ring. Like, we don't okay. call it the ring, the ring. Right, right, right. Uh, so what was the big transition when you got to New England with Coach Belichick? Was it a big change from his coaching style, his philosophy, and everything else, from where you came from.
8: Oh yeah, it was a huge. It was a huge coaching. It was a huge change. Um, you just got to be more professional there. You gotta, uh, you know, you gotta be paying more attention to detail there. Um, they got, you know, you gotta obviously you gotta grind and work hard. You know, whereas some teams in the NFL they have, um, they'll practice all week and don't put the pads on once. Wow. You know? Some teams in the NFL will practice all week, and they practice in just shells, if yeah. what you call it. So just pants and and a little soft cushioning thing. Sure, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And, they, and some teams do that all week, and they do that. Some teams do it all year. You ain't doing that in New England. No, you ain't. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, you putting the, you put you putting the shoulder pads, the helmet, the pants, everything going. You finna hit on Wednesday. You finna hit on Thursday. And then Friday, that's when you wear the shells and right. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Get your body back right. You got Friday and Saturday to kind of get your body back right from hitting and stuff, and then you play your game. Wow. Four, four years removed from the NFL now? Fourth year uh, of retirement? Uh, 2019 was my last okay. season.
2: So, obviously, and you're here, here on behalf of LG's Feel Good. And talk a little bit about, like, that, that ease on your body sense. Talk about what CBD has done for you and, and, and how long and what got you interested into it.
8: Um, so I started getting into the CBD about a year, about a, like two years before I retired. Yeah. Um, before I really like told, before I really found out what it will do for you. And before I really listened to like some guys that, that was using it already. Um, and I used some of the products and they were okay. Um, and I felt like I could, I could, I could make them better. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if I did, if I did my products, my products wouldn't be like this, you know? Um, but they, they, they have hazardly worked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's kind of what got me into got me into the headspace of that okay, I'm I want to create my own, you know what I'm saying? Because I know I know what I need, you know, I know what these guys need, I know what works, and and I and I just I got myself, I got my rollerball, and like I said, I got my pain patch, um, I got my sleep gummies and my anxiety drops. You know, these are all things that these guys deal with on a daily sure, basis. Right, all sure. of these guys, mm-hmm. you know, they deal with this on a daily basis and, and and it's not just them. It's it's a mom, a dad. Right. It's a it's a construction worker, it's a nurse, it's a doctor, stay-at-home mom, you know, any of firefighters. firefighters, any of these people, you know, just engineering the general engineering co-host. Yeah, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> just the general public, you know what I'm saying? And um so this isn't just geared towards NFL guys or professional athletes. This is geared towards everyone because yeah. this is a resource for everyone to to, to, to use cuz I mean, just like opioids are or or Available to everyone, you know what I'm saying? People don't care if you get addicted. Right. They're going to still sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the NFL, they don't care if you get addicted. If you tell them that, hey, my, my back hurt, they're going to give you a pain pill. You tell them I can't sleep, they're going to give you a sleeping pill. You tell them I'm, I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack, they're going to give you an anxiety pill. They're not going to tell you, hey, man, 10 years from now, this, this might have your liver up. You know what I'm saying? Or they're not going to tell you anything like that. But they'll, you know, I'll tell you. Yeah. right. But they won't. You sure. know what I'm saying? And my none of my stuff is going to do that. All my all, all of my products are all natural. Um, it's 100 percent all natural, all organic, and and it has zero THC in it. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I created the brand, the NFL was basically saying like, "Hey bro, there's no there's no there's no THC, and if you have THC, you're gonna get suspended." Oh, psh. I've had the company for a year now. Yeah, and that's already changed. Yeah, because now. Wow. Now some of these guys yeah. you can go pee and you can have THC in your system and you don't get suspended. Right. You know what I'm saying? They oh okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's when I was playing and this was just two thousand and nineteen, you have you have THC in your system, you get suspended for four games. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So times have just changed just that fast. Rapidly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's why, you know, I, I think I think this space was really good for me because these guys can openly take this stuff and uh and, and not have to deal with anything punishment-wise.
2: Learn more about LeGarrette's company and products on Facebook, LG's Feel Good. Legarrett Blunt. thank you so much, my man.
8: man. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. You can also catch the products at LG'sFeelGood.com. So make sure you visit that and check it out. Two in
2: on Legarrett Blunt, live from Radio Row, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Now, now betting, betting for the, for the sports, sports Animal,
9: animal.
2: It's 5 o'clock, Albuquerque, and welcome to in Time, unless you're your boys, because we are Radio Row. And, uh, well, there's no stopping, can't stop, won't stop, don't stop. Uh, I should stop with that. We're having <laughs> a lot of fun out here. Uh, big thank you to LeGarrett Blunt, right, boys?
4: Yes, very much so. That's a mountain of a man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He ain't small. Not at all. No. Hey, so he's going. He's running through the names that he's comparing himself to. He's, like, just naming the greatest running backs of all time. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm up there with, like, uh, all of them that are real good. And we're we're all over here like, you hate Marshawn Lynch? Why? Like, you played just like Marshawn Lynch. Why did
3: you leave Marshawn?
2: And I was
4: thinking Jerome Bettis as well. I was like, "Eh, okay, that's around the same mold. Yeah.
3: And did you not watch them
4: as well? But I wasn't going to say it.
2: No,
3: he he obviously (laughs) hit the (laughs) – when he, like, wouldn't answer the linebacker question, like yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, let me take the Pepsi challenge here. Yeah. Let me get a running start yeah. and see how comically ridiculous it looks <laughs> when I bounce off of you. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, ring the bell because, I mean, I think Christian Okoye really laid the laid the way for running backs of his ah, size and style. Ah,
4: good one. Good one. Oh, he one, was talking one. about Americans.
2: Oh, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're at Radio Row and we're able to be at Radio Row. Thank you to our friends in New Mexico Highlands. New Mexico Highlands, we talk about regularly. Obviously, I'm a part of the family there. Rob, you're... A stepson, or at least family adjacent. I'm to coming. I'm coming in. I'm. Uh, they're inviting me to the barbecue. I'll put it that yes. way. Okay. Yeah. There they we didn't, go. They didn't say you could bring a guest, but they said you could show. Yeah. And yeah, New Mexico Highlands is allowed us to be out there. So obviously, New Mexico Highlands is an opportunity for New Mexican athletes, young high schoolers who have a shot maybe to hone their skills a little bit before that Division One level with the in-state tuition and the scholarship opportunities in New Mexico Highlands. Uh, it might be the spot for your athlete, especially if it's. I don't want to stay home. I don't want to go to UNA. It's two hours away. Quality town, quality people. So thank you to them for allowing us to be out here. Uh, We're going to sit down after this. Who do we got lined up after this?
3: Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer
2: is going to sit down with us.
3: Yes. That's
4: going to be a good one.
2: That's about the biggest name you can kind of get in the game, boys. You know, I'm (laughs) I'm
3: kind of a fan of my voice. Uh, But I'll tell you what. I sound
2: like a bag of rocks being tossed around a dumpster.
3: Compared ah. to Bruce Buffer. Yes. We'll
2: have Bruce at the 515. At the 545, we will have Trey Wingo. And you know Trey Wingo from uh, ESPN. He was yes. he's, He was the host of NFL Tonight or Primetime Football or whatever it was for all of those years. 615. Um, I tell you what, this one's a big deal to me, boys. So we're going to play a 615. An interview, we sat down with Eric Metcalf. And off the top of your head, you're like, who's Eric Metcalf? You're like, the special teamer. Right. Set, the he, prototype. Yeah. Put yes, the put the exactly. run game on good, the map. Good, good description. In that conversation we had with him over over how important it is for special teams as a third of the game. Although he gave no love to kickers or punters. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah he was like, "I'm
4: talking about us
2: return people." Yeah, he's like, yeah, "I'm talking yeah. Like yeah. about the athletes. important
3: ones, not these Pat McAfee
4: dorks." <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, that's gonna be laughing. Then okay, absolute banger. You uh, you guys ever? You ever gone to, like, a concert and you were like, hey, I didn't know this was going to be the jam concert? You guys ever gone to, like, a sporting event and you were like, hey, I didn't know that was going to be the athlete that stuck out with me? You guys ever opened a Christmas present and was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the surprise gift I didn't know I wanted? That to me was Kicks Brooks today. And we're going <laughs> right. to wrap out with one half of Brooks and Dunn at 645. And, uh, boys, I ain't never laughed so hard. My cheeks. My cheeks Dude. hurt.
3: I want to take this guy out when we leave here. I got my eye on him. My head's on a swivel that I want to walk out with him and go get a coldie.
4: Well, speaking of keeping your eye on him, I did just to see if it was, like, a character thing yeah. or if he was just putting it on. No. That was him when he got up and he walked off and everyone he encountered got the same type of energy.
2: There's a lot of uh, football-adjacent news surrounding the Super Bowl today. And, you know, you know me, boys. I go through, I find like, what I believe to be, like, the ones. Uh, now you're going to have to tell me with the name. Bengals tight end C.J. Azuma 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 said he plans to take a bath in skyline chili after the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> win the Super Bowl. He didn't. Is he gonna, didn't bet it. Was <laughs> I, just, I was gonna say. I
4: was gonna say. Is this a bet but is You a, already you answered you just that question.
3: Walk around volunteering this information. <laughs> it's like that's. A, that's something in between you and the
2: misses, I think. Hey, oh. but you say the misses. But that's how these, all right, I'm about to be old man uh, slow. Oh, here we go. I'm oh, old God. man slow. Uh, uh, rocking chair noise. Yep. Old man slow says, well, he just going to bottle and sell his bath water to all these Bengals fans. And it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a weird, like fan boy push of, wait, give me his last name again.
3: Azuma, Azuma. CJ
2: Azuma, and gosh for hits a t- he catches a touchdown, and then that bathwater of chili is going to be worth way more.
3: Well, that's a genius move because you've seen a lot of influencers lately, you know, selling jars of farts or <laughs> sell, selling body yeah. body particulates on the interwebs. Why, why not CJ?
2: Yeah, why not? Gamer why can CJ used
3: chili? Guys, I am paying
4: attention. Secondhand
3: chili. People, you, you don't know
4: the aesthetics of how we're doing the show. Describe I'm, it. I'm sitting, Paint a picture. I'm, I'm sitting across two tables that are pushed together. I'm looking at Van and Fred. But it's very hard to look at you two when you have Barry Sanders right behind you. Yep. And it's hard for me to stay here and be on air. But. I love the show that much where I will not go over and fanboy with my phone. So
3: Yeah, we're trying to cut a segment here. Yeah. And we got Barry Sanders feet away from us. We got Edward James almost yeah. feet away from us. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to stay focused. It's hard to take this seriously when you could just be like in any other situation like, hey, can I get a pick, man?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. The bad guy from training day. Couldn't tell you his name if I had to. Rivera.
4: Yeah <laughs> all I reason why I know is cause it's on the back of his jersey <laughs> and there's no number 19 on the Rams hey, named Rivera
2: and you know <laughs> Thank you to all the friends of the show that have have kind of waded through this with us this week. But uh, the inside baseball for them is we've been rotating around the table because we're taking a lot of photos and we're putting everything on the social media at TalkABQ. Check out the Instagram. Check out the Facebook page for a certain. But you right now, Rob, are sitting in what I would call the captain seat of of the table. And you got the view that me and Van don't have on, on what is the most bussing day.
4: So what you have to do is when I just glaze over, turn around. Somebody's there that is very important that makes me turn into a little kid.
2: All right, boys, I got a I got a trivia question for you. Okay, oh, let's hear. What it. What is the secret ingredient in in Skyline Chili?
4: Um, well, it's going to be the tight end. Yes, exactly. If they win the Super Bowl. Oh gosh,
2: <laughs> that's a, like if you do that for every. All right, today's Varsity. Uh-oh. Do we have a Varsity segment today. We'll figure out. We'll sneak we'll, one in. We'll get one. Today's Varsity. Is the varsity of like regional foods that you celebrate in. Okay? So All right, yeah, I got you. So obviously for LA it's gonna end up being what, boys? If if the Rams win, what does Matthew Stafford have to dunk tank in?
4: Oh, it's so many.
3: Cavassier. <laughs> 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 wow. I don't know Wow. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. What's that? It's not New Mexico green chili. No, oh, don't that do that. No. Woo, My underparts. Oh, I
4: God.
1: was going.
3: Uh,
2: Franklin's on fire.
4: <laughs> um, I was going to say Randy's donuts, but that's not going to work. Oh, we're definitely going to get the
2: Albuquerque one too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, so I'm putting. I'm making a note, boys. So okay. Today, today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of uh, Super Bowl celebration uh, dunking foods. All right, got that there down. There we go. I wrote it down. Yeah. Uh I I took two, 10 seconds to look down at a piece of paper to write a note. What celebrities did I miss walking by?
4: Um actually you're still missing the tail end of people
3: following Barry Sanders. So that's <laughs> that's how big he is. So most most of the time most people just have a handler. Yeah. Barry yeah. Sanders has security. He has oh, he's a, got state police. He has uh, a human gate. Yeah. That's what he has around him.
2: Well, and all right, so maybe to paint the picture more clearly for for everyone at home. You know when you go to your niece or nephew's softball game and 12 kids are chasing the ball around in one clump on the field? That's what it's like when Barry Sanders walks through right. Radio yes. Row. It's, yes. yeah, it's, just a, a hovering.
4: Yeah. Well, you know what I found out about this place? You will find out your level of celebrity real quick. Mm-hmm. If you can walk through here and nobody stops you, nobody says anything,
3: you might have to humble yourself. Um, my, my next question about Barry Sanders is, Who's his tailor for jeans? Because those are not off the rack. His <laughs> his thighs and hamstrings. Ron, are what is it? Still <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up, man. Man, <laughs> what is
4: it with the lower half of men since we've been here? Because you had me looking at Debo Samuel's ass first of okay. all. <laughs> He's like, that's why he can run. So I,
3: now you're going on with Barry Sanders. I have a level of respect for peak performance, maybe that you don't. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> There's there's a really good reason that I never broke five in the forty, and it's because I don't have butt cheeks like Debo Samuel, and
4: I can attest to that because I've
3: been seeing them every other night after
4: we get home, walking back and forth to the bathroom. Yeah,
2: it, it is a uh, it's a different energy here at this table compared to some of the other. Yeah, ra- it's radio quite, it's unique spots. compared to you, right here. You know what's not happening? I know we had to hit a break. You know what's not happening to me here that happened to me at the last Super Bowl I went to, which was. Saturday 17 in Houston, is no one is confusing me for offensive linemen. Like, offensive linemen, I think, have, over at least the last four or five years, have gained in size and strength so significantly that I can't even pass anymore. Well, you look
4: like now, compared, I would say you were one in the late 70s or early 80s. Yeah. Not now. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch.
2: Also. And I was
4: just talking about his face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 2017 Fred was, uh, that was peak depression, Fred. I was like 310 at the time, so maybe it's another story. Oh, yeah. That's a little more convincing, that's gotta, actually. Got to be absolutely <laughs> what it is. Now that you say that. Whenever we get back from the break, you, uh, we sat down with Bruce Buffer. We laughed a lot, and obviously we talked considerably about Greg Jackson and Jackson Wink. The two, uh, we're two men on Radio Row live from the Super Bowl on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
0: Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Back, Cali, Cali,
2: Cali. Back live from Radio Row, and I call myself an announcer. Van, you call yourself an announcer. Robert, you call yourself a broadcaster, which is a form of announcer, correct? But there is a standard by which all others should be judged when it comes to microphones, and that's one Bruce Buffer. Bruce, welcome to the
7: show. Oh, thanks, Fred. I appreciate being on. Then thank you for the kind words. We uh we
2: sat down and we were gonna be like, hey, let's talk UFC, let's let's figure everything out, let's go. And Bruce, you said right away, uh, boys, I know you has got some vodka on the table here with Teller vodka. I wanna <laughs> talk about the bourbon. Puncher's chance bourbon, Bruce. Yeah. Like it's number one? Is that it's, that, that it, number one?
7: It's it's considered um one of the top fastest selling craft distilled bourbons in America, but it's the highest rated. Oh, oh wow. there we go. Excellent. Uh, they're nice. selling like hotcakes. Yeah. We can't make it fast enough. Uh, we just won six gold medals, three for taste, three for the design of the bottle. And the Bourbon Spectator called us the top five, along with four others, best sipping bourbon at $30 in America. Oh, wow. And I just came out with a 12-year reserve uh, edition. I made 2,000 cases. We made 2,000 cases of. It sells for 120 a bottle, and it sold out within a week. So... It's just going, and it's so good. It's so incredible. <laughs> my partners were behind uh, Sammy Hager's Cabo Wabo Tequila, okay. Campari, and Skinny Girl. I have incredible partners. And when they came to me, I've been an underdog my whole life, and I've been a fighter my whole life. I fought a lot, not as a pro. So puncher's chance is what I'm all about. It's it's yeah. the underdog. One punch can change your life. You know, that's the way I've, I've lived my whole life and when I've gone after something. So it was a match made in heaven. It's a great place to be in um, Connor, I'm going to show Conor McGregor how to do it the proper way. No, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> nice proper dig right yeah. there. I love you, Connor. Come on, we can all have our little fights.
4: Okay, okay. Speaking of puncher's chance, I, I remember watching the show, and there was a story about you being in an elevator uh, with Frank Trigg, yeah. and you you gave him one. Yeah. Has there been gave other, more than one, baby? Yeah. <laughs> has there been other times that you found yourself? With the competition, with yeah. the competitors, yep. you know, going to Fista Cups.
7: Well, <clears throat> when the competitor is behind you and he cheap shots you with the ridge hand at the throat. Yeah. Um, oh. As an announcer, oh. I don't think that's something you should do. Right, right. Sure. And Dana White was in the elevator with the security guy. And I remember when, when, and we just had a drink together. Frank and I are friends. We're friends today. Um but we were in the tenth floor of the Hard Rock Hotel in the elevator, and the elevator doors hadn't even closed, and he hit me. And I like Frank, why the f did you hit me? And I'm like choking because he hit me in the throat. Oh no! He said the wrong thing. He goes, what are you going to do about it? So <laughs> I hit, him, I hit <laughs> him. Okay. I hit him twice, and like like Dana said in the TV show they made, I blasted him, and it was you know we had a fun tête-à-tête.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're making some small talk uh, before this segment, and you said you you train like an athlete, right? You, you yeah. train yeah. like one of the fighters. Yes. Do you have anything special for like, in between you know,
7: chin and collarbone? Anything special <laughs> you do just for the neck and voice region? You know, you don't, you don't smoke. You don't abru- abuse your throat. Um, take care of it. But honestly, the, the secret for me is, you, like singers, ask yourself, how does a singer do two shows a night, five, five days a week? I'm going out in over a six-hour period. I might have a mean 40 minutes of, you know, yeah. roaring. So, I have respect for the, for the singers, and I learned that instead of going from here, I would get hoarse in the old days, you'd bring it from here. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, I bring it up from here, I do it, but I'm just, I, I just keep honey on the table and uh, maybe Hall's methylliptus drops and um, don't drink anything cold and just go for it, you know? Do what I got to do. There obviously,
2: obviously, we're Albuquerque, New Mexico.
7: Obviously, MMA
2: is, I think, you know, on our area. state flag, huge. I think. Yeah, and and our friend Greg Jackson, I, we, we spent a lot of time covering the sport, we spent a time. Amazing with, coach. Can you talk a little bit about him as a coach? Yeah, can you talk absolutely. a little bit about Jackson Wink? Because we're big fans, but are we the most knowledgeable? We're not.
7: Right, well, he is one of the most knowledgeable. He's one of the top, in my opinion, five coaches in the game, if not the top coach. And uh, what's amazing about him, is his attitude his compassion for the fighters his want for the best as shown by dropping john jones the way he did you know and john's a buddy i love john we all know he gets in his own way but he's incredible he's a goat it's everything there but ask yourself why would he drop him he wants what's best for the fighters and he has to make some harsh decisions at times but i'll tell you the best thing about greg one of the best is when i'm sitting beside him and he's in the red corner and he's sitting beside me talking to his fighters He's the most amazing corner man during a fight you'll ever hear. Wow. He's awesome. His direction, uh, calling out the names, and the fighters listen and they pay attention. I mean, he's he's an amazing coach, and he's a really cool cat.
2: Love that. Love everything about that.
7: UFC 271 preview. Ew. Okay, two of
3: my favorite fighters to yeah. watch. Some of the most entertaining oh, guys. Oh, here we go again. Inside right. and outside of the ring. Derek, Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, you've got me too. My good balls good. are hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inside and outside the ring, these guys are amazing. What do, you, what do you see
7: inside the ring in that matchup? You know, there's only one word it's timber. Okay, it's like there's going to be throwing for the fences, Pier 6 brawl. Punches everywhere. Derek is a knockout artist. Tui Two Vasa can come at you just the same. They're gonna feed each other, punches each other, feed each other punches. They're gonna feel each other out. I don't see this fight going a full three rounds. Right. I sure. don't see it. And I I'm may the best man win. I'm an equal opportunity announcer. Uh, it's gonna be exciting either way. But let's Derek's in his hometown of Houston, man. Yep. This is a tough one. H-Town boy right here, too. Oh, there you go. You don't
2: accidentally get to number three ranked. Like, you don't. (laughs) No, no,
7: you don't. Okay, so growing up, you know,
4: being the announcer, the the go-to announcer, it was something that was cornered just by, you know, one sport, boxing, you know. Now we have MMA. Do you consider yourself the pioneer of announcing in MMA?
7: Uh I don't want to sound egotistical. I'll just answer your question because I'm not. I'm very humble about the whole thing. I wake up every morning kissing the ground that I can be the voice of the Octagon, and every night I walk out. Like on Saturday, I have to prove every show I walk out for 25 plus years now.
2: That's crazy. To me. I have
7: to prove to people. Thank you. I have to prove to people, Dana White, you, the fans watching, myself, my mom, that I deserve this job. Right. So I approach it as my first night out there. But considering. That I started back in 1996, three after, three years after UFC started. I even sparred Hoist Gracie when I was kickboxing in 91. Wow. You know, alone in a room. I went to his dojo and with the director, John Milius, who designed the octagon with Horny and Gracie. And um, he brought me there to train with him when I was kickboxing. And Hoist and took me into a room by himself. And he says, hey, I understand you're a kickboxer. You're this skinny 20-something, 170-pound kid. I'm this 195-pound, you know guy just right. loving what I loving the kickboxing world and uh, he said come at me take my head off right I said you want to put on gloves he goes no come at me so I went at him right 45 seconds later he's underneath my punches he takes me down side choking me and he goes tap 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 and so I tap and I never forget it he's in the guard he's on top of me and he gets up he straightens out his and he goes see isn't it nice not to get hit in the face? <laughs> <laughs> so all the street fighting, everything I've done, every street fight I've been in, it always goes to the ground, but I, I know how to bite. So, you know, whatever it takes <laughs> oh, to, to get out of there.
2: Bruce Buffer, oh, go ahead. Uh,
7: but so, you know, when I think about that in 91, and then it came on in 93, and I realized when he ran out with his hands on the back of the, of the shoulders of his, par- of his family, I told my family I was watching with, I go, see this little guy? He's going to beat everybody, right? Yeah. And he did. Then I got the chance to get Michael in the event, and I realized this is my home, I need this, this is for me. So if you want to count the fact that I've been in it since three years of its inception for 25 plus years, I love to say that I've been able to be part of a sport that went from spectacle to mainstream sports, and in that respect, I would like to consider myself a pioneer in what I've done. All that I put into it, helping the UFC build a brand, I haven't just been an announcer, I've helped them build a brand, got them on TV show, everything I could do could do to make this become the biggest fighting sport in the world, which I believe when I first saw it, it was going to be. Well, but it needed to be refined. And, well, I, sure. and,
2: and I know we're near the end, but the <coughs> evolution of the sport from, from the early 90s to what it is today, what do you think has been the biggest jump? Don't give me betting. I don't want to talk about betting. What has no. been the biggest innovation in UFC that has made it to, in my opinion, a top four or top five spot in the, in the world?
7: Well, there's a couple of couple of things. The first off is the uh, when John McCarthy and others created uh and Jeff Blatnick the Olympian commentator who passed away called it mixed martial arts and we mm-hmm. started name labeling it a sport then we took out the head butts it had to be refined they couldn't fight multiple times a night the gladiators that they are but the big key factor was when Dana White and the Fertitta brothers bought the UFC we were the fastest selling pay-per-view when we started fastest top 10 growing pay-per-view um we were only on three four times a year to six times a year and then it got to the point where uh because of being taken off, you know, in demand and, and were called like, um, you know, human cockfighting by the great Senator McCain. And we went through that period and suddenly we're we're off TV except for, for direct TV. And now we have 1,500 people in the audience versus the crowds we were getting. But when Dana White the Fortita brothers took it over and got us into Vegas, that's what really changed mm-hmm, the sport. Right. And then when all the rules got implemented to where now we're a respectful sport with rules... Not that it was protective by them, but I knew it was too much. Right. Right? I mean, I fought like that where you can kick to the groin and grab the hair. You do every dirty tactic you can. That's not what sport is all about. Right. Yeah. So we are now in mainstream sport. I have to say probably the top biggest fighting sport event in the world. Yes. You know, there, boxing is still huge. Always will be. And there's two or three great big boxing matches. But look right. at all the entertainment exactly. shows the UFC puts on. It's unbelievable.
2: Bruce Buffer, thank you so very much for taking the time with us.
7: Thanks. I appreciate it very much, guys, sincerely.
2: This is very much going to keep Greg off our back. If you'd have come through here. (laughs) (laughs) You can
7: call me anytime. It's all good. (laughs) Big cheers with Puncher's Chance. And um, what can I say, guys? I'm real excited about Saturday, and I'm very excited about Sunday. Yeah, baby. We
2: are two men on Bruce Buffer live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
0: The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Smooth as ever. Smooth, Smooth as, as ever. ever. On 95.9 FM and AM Not 610. Love the, the, the Sports thing.
2: Animal. Sports
10: animal. I
2: love LA. Back live on Radio Row, and, uh, I mean, just absolute banger of a sit-down that we just had with Bruce Buffer. Man, anything jump out of you from uh, the voice behind the action?
3: Oh, it's just the voice, man. It was so hypnotizing. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great speaker and a really fun and interesting interview, but the voice gets you hypnotized.
2: It was, it's something to me, too, to be said about 25 years in the game. I didn't realize. I guess, obviously, I'm as old now as I've ever been, but the, the eclipse of time of MMA and UFC.
3: Right. Yeah. And it makes you feel old because I remember the first few the first few UFCs were, I mean, they would fight multiple fights in a night. like yeah. it'd, Like a one-day winner's bracket tournament. And the the, the evolution of USC, UFC from where it used to be to where it is now, it's really cool to see.
2: Rejoining us mid-broadcast, Robert Gibson, who I believe, were you, who were you chasing around? Was that Carrot Top you were chasing around? Uh,
4: nah, it was a guy next to him, Eric Dickerson. You may have heard of oh, him. Oh, okay. He's new. I was hoping to, to find out he was my dad, but that's not what <laughs> happened. <laughs> We're out hey, here. You just like plucked a hair and ran away.
2: <laughs> no, actually, I guess, since he's bald, I
4: gave him one of mine. It was like, test it, bro. <laughs> let,
2: let me know what you know. If uh, Hey, you know, if you are worried about hair, if you're worried about specifically your pet's hair, you can check out Premier Pets Grooming Salon. They can take care of your furry friend. They provide phenomenal service and noteworthy prizes in an environment where your pet not only feels great, but looks great. Check them out out there in Rio Rancho, 505-974-2285. Thank you for them to being a part of our coverage. Live from L.A. and on Radio Row. Van just told me, boys. Van just broke it to me. Robert. What is it? Curry was traded. So you got the
3: wrong Curry. Whoa, what? Whoa. Yeah. You got the wrong. Like, slow down, okay.
2: NBA trade deadline. You said Curry was traded. This seems like I, we should be talking about. And a,
3: a song we'll probably hear on Sunday. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. so you know we the breaking news of you know Harden for Ben Simmons. You know just you just came out, but it's it's more of an even deal than you thought because initial reports were oh my god the 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 Sixers got their guy the Sixers fleeced the nets because they got rid of their problem and and got rid of get sucked in another problem but it the nets also got seth curry and andre drummond so this seems like more of like a an even smart trade for both teams
2: and draft picks seth curry
3: seth oh seth
4: okay mm. well, Okay, well, see, I'm glad you didn't say S. Curry because I still would have been like, what? (laughs) Okay, Seth. But to me, Philadelphia wins this trade because they already have Embiid, who's playing out of his mind this year, and for them to add James Harden to that mix, I think this may make them the number one team
3: to beat in the East. I mean, Seth is a great basketball player, even though he's the second best Curry. But
4: third. on my, on my uh, rankings, uh, 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 third. on my rankings. Eddie, third. Eddie
2: is definitely better. But
3: it's Steph, Dad, and then Seth. What okay, about well, we forget about? Yellow Curry, Green Curry. <laughs> he said <orange> Eddie. <laughs> I'm
4: mad he said Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> <Curry>. <laughs> that almost uh, got uh, past uh, me. <laughs>
2: uh, 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 Daryl Morey, the general manager of the 76ers. Uh, this is like cheat code stuff for, for NBA 2K, though, right? Because that you turn non-playing, non-producing, like he's like zero 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 in the score box. Ben Simmons into James Harden and some play toys. MVP James Harden, right? I mean, this is the one. Well,
4: New Jersey was already the the cheat code in video games already, so they're just spreading the wealth a little bit. That's what they're doing.
3: And and I'm really happy for Ben Simmons. Because, like, I think in, like, two or three days, all of his mental health issues are just going to magically go away. Oh. And we're going we're
4: to see him in this black okay. and white jersey. We're going to find out real quick because sure. that was one of the questions yeah. I know that we talked about when all this first happened with Ben Simmons. So we'll find out pretty quickly.
2: So is this what it's like when worlds collide when Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are in the exact same locker room and they have to, like, look at each other and say, you think you crazy? Oh, you're going out crazy me? You don't even know who I'm doing an impression of right now. Jersey Shore,
3: Nets edition.
4: Oh.
10: (laughs) Oh,
2: man.
4: I I don't think the Nets will be relevant after this year. I really don't. I really don't. You think I have to blow it all up again? Yeah, I I think so. I think this is the first little move into doing that. When they got those three players, we thought they would have had a couple championships by now. They're seeing they're seeing that whoa this ain't what it's what we thought it was going to be let's go ahead and level this off.
2: It is a possibility though that Ben Simmons makes a Grandpa Joe style recovery the second that he gets to Brooklyn, jumps out of that bed, puts his feet on the too cold floor, and before you know it is licking snozzleberries up the wall, like he's <laughs> he's got that kind of possibility, right? Yeah,
3: um, and I don't know how I pivoted this hard, but. This says a lot about LeBron James right
2: now. Okay. Well, to, I, wait a where minute. Where are we and going? Like, Le,
3: LeBron James, he got a ring with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, and, and we know all the stuff that they've been through. Okay. So, I mean, he built a super team. I was like, well, he's LeBron's the best sports psychologist in the history of sports, actually. Hmm.
4: <laughs> I don't know, man. This is it's one-sided for me. And it had to happen for Philadelphia because they haven't won jack squat in forever since Dr. J. So they got to, they're trying to win now, and I like the move that they made.
3: I agree, man. I mean, obviously you get a guy that's playing basketball.
4: Instead of having two that'll be your star players that aren't playing basketball.
3: You know, the, uh, you know, the pump fake rules, the, the, the jump foul rules, it really affects James Harden's play. This year, like yes. he's not going You're, to the free throw line 20 times a game, but he's yeah. still playing upper echelon basketball.
7: People ben forget, Simmons,
3: he's very talented, but he isn't playing basketball. Well, not even that.
4: When he was playing basketball, he wouldn't shoot. Mm. People forget about that. Remember in the playoffs, he was right there under the basket. He was They were so in his head. Or he just doesn't have the confidence to actually shoot the ball. So the trade – a guy who's a high volume shooter for a guy who is afraid to shoot—I don't see how that fits.
2: Boys, I don't know how I didn't make this connection earlier. It's just come to me though. Daryl Morey traded for James Harden when he was in Houston too. <laughs> yeah,
4: like, this is twice now. <laughs> so you come back. So, <laughs> so you're saying he's checking uh, Harden's Twitter every yeah. day? Like, what are we going? Like, like what are we yeah, doing? What's next? Yeah. <laughs>
2: That, that's kind of a – I don't know if that's a coincidence or if that's – because Houston never ended up winning it. No. No. And they ended up having, like, clean house there. and they're I mean, they are what they are now, which is uh, in the mix, but I wouldn't say competitive at all. You know, that's not a word I would use to define them. And, and this Sixers team, though, because they got the best player – uh, they got the second best player probably in the league right now, and I think they got a chance if you add pieces around them that actually contribute to the team. Here's the follow-up. Okay. Ten years from now. Celebrity Let's Make Up TV show on NBC. Are we going to get the Embiid Simmons come back together, this show hosted by Charles Barkley, like they, they come even on each other and there's a lot of love, or do these dudes just hate each other forever?
4: Man, I think that has to do with what's going to happen in the NBA while they're on these other teams now. Think about if we get to the point where the Eastern Conference Finals is the Nets versus the 76ers. I want to see that first. Give and me then, all,
3: give me all that you got. Yeah, and then that'll
4: determine later on 10 years what that show you're talking about Fred would look like.
2: It's a complex idea to me to have guys play at a top level together who hate each other. And I know like his, like, you hear stories of people do. Shaq talks about all the time with Kobe. Right, yeah. yeah. How they never should have hated each other. Right. How the only reason. No, the,
4: retrospective, yeah, yeah.
2: The only reason they did was because they both wanted to hold the moniker of the man. Yeah. Right. And what is the man worth? That title ain't worth nothing. A real a championship title, that's worth something. The, a lot. Yeah. The leader of the boys, there's three of us sitting right here. Right. Anyone in this room walk up to us, they don't know. Right. They don't know that it's obviously me. <laughs>
4: Well, I'm going to take the rest of this well, one off. Well, I'm going to be real. They're going to go to the guy with the mullet, all right? That's where they're going yeah. first. Cuz I've seen it when the guests come up, they go straight to Van.
2: Unless it's a former athlete, then they go straight to you. <laughs> <laughs> Radio <laughs> Row has been just an absolute blast. How fortunate we are here to uh, to be enjoying it. How fortunate we are to have our friends of the show back at home because this is the one. Also, our friends of the show, if you're at home and you do want to have some conversations about youth athletics, specifically youth football, check out Pop Warner. Pop Warner in New Mexico is to me the the new standard by which all others should be judged. They're uh, I now moving into Volcano Vista uh, area. They're they're already in Las Cruces. They're they're doing a thing uh, that is that is really positive and helping a lot of people in our community with safety and approach to the game. So check out Pop Warner New Mexico and check out their proud sponsor, Dickie's Barbecue. You boys know I'm from St. Louis and I mess with the barbecue and when I'm messing with it in Albuquerque, I'm messing with it at Dickie's. We're going to uh, we're gonna step away from it and come back after the break with Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo uh, came in and we talked a little bit about our inspirations in the broadcasting game and why he's not quite good enough to set his own prop bets.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we are Two Men on Radio Row live on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.
0: Two Men on, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles. Is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above.
2: We are on Radio Row and the boys are having about as much fun as we could possibly have while we're out here. And uh, you know what the conversation has been, though? Hey, it's about it's about them bets, ain't it? It's about what's going on and all the action surrounding the game, not just on the field, and we're like, well, who can we get? Who can we find on Radio Row that's gonna maybe give us a little insight and a little love to the world of betting and if we can distract Trey Wingo enough from that canned cocktail from Teller <laughs> vodka in front of you? Holy th- I'm staying here forever, guys. Uh, hey, you, what,
11: we got plenty. What flavor you got in front of you there, Trey? Uh, that's a watermelon walk off, my friends. The
2: official canned cocktail of the Albuquerque Ice Stoops, right? Who didn't know that? This <laughs> uh, obviously, you've been, in the, you've been in the game for a long time, my friend. You wore a lot of headsets. You've done yeah. it for a lot of people. Uh, how many Radio rows is this for you?
11: Carry the one out of the five. Uh, 29? Is that possible? That,
2: yes, that's, yeah, that's 100 so. percent possible. That sounds about
11: right. Yeah. Well, with as good as you look, I don't think <laughs> it, it, it does. It does not sound possible, that, that's, Trey. That's why we're doing radio only, which is wonderful. Thank you, because you can't be you can't be proven a liar, Trey. My, my firstborn was almost
3: going to be named Trey. Is he a third? Because I'm a junior. Yeah, I'm Same a junior. Here. If I had a male heir, it was yeah. going to be Van Allen Nunley the third. third. There you go. And would have been Trey. Exactly. But right. I had a beautiful young daughter. So yeah, good. Probably better all There you go. (laughs)
2: caesar's sportsbook has you out trey we had kenny main on yesterday kenneth wheelock main by the way thank you (laughs) and he was he said to us specifically said now you boys know i love albuquerque more than trey wingo does and, uh, we, and we said, well, I'll, we're going to get. We're him fighting. A chance. We're yeah. fighting
11: <laughs> because I can claim more of Albuquerque than Kenneth Wheelock, Maine, because my parents lived in Santa Fe for many, many years, and the only way to get to Santa Fe was to fly in Albuquerque. So there, oh, there, there we you go. go. Well, Everyone knows that. Trey
2: and I have a St. Louis connection. You were at KSDK for a long time. Yes, sir. And I was at Camo X for some time. I was at KFNS, uh, similar but different TV and radio. Do yeah. uh, You want to talk about toasted rabs? You want to talk about pork steaks like uh, Emos Pizza? Where do you want to no, go? No,
11: Emos is not pizza, and I will die on that. Oh, yes. okay. Same.
2: So thanks for coming on the program yeah, today. See, only St. <laughs> Louis people
11: don't understand that Emos Pizza, for lack of a better term, is a chip. With (laughs) cheese whiz and tomato sauce.
3: It's an oversized saltine. That's what it is. With with elementary school pizza on top of (laughs)
11: it. You come from New York, you look at that, that ain't pizza. That is not pizza. That's a a treat of some sort that will be a a mousse bouche for an actual pizza. So, so,
4: Trey, yesterday, you know, like we were talking about, we have Kenny Main on yesterday. Mm -hmm. He has two. Special prop suggestions. Why didn't yeah. you get one? Hey. Um,
11: I, I prefer to let the experts do that. So, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, but I do have some favorites on that sheet we're staring at that I really like. Give me one. Give me one of your favorites. Well, this is. I, I feel like this one's due. We haven't had a safety in a Super Bowl okay. since Super Bowl forty-eight. For those that don't remember, that was the first snap from scrimmage uh, between the Broncos and the Seahawks. Goes over Peyton's head. No, Sean Moreno covers it in the end zone. The C, the Broncos never recovered. This is the longest stretch in Super Bowl history where we haven't had a safety, and it's a potentially low-risk, high-reward bet because it's plus eight hundred. Uh, so we're due. We're due for a About safety time. in the Super Bowl. And plus, Joe Burrow gets sacked every thirty seconds. Well, so that's they, also the they are. He is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this season, and he's the first most sacked quarterback to ever play. On Super Bowl oh, Sunday, there we go so if okay. it all comes together. If Trey Wingo needs
3: a prop <coughs> bet, I got one for you. Let Hit me, me bounce me. this I'll, idea: yeah. the first Cincinnati Bengal to score does the icky shuffle in the end zone.
6: Yeah, I the think Trey Wingo special. I
11: think they're all gritties now.
6: The they're, gritties? All, ah, yeah. they're all gritties. Although, someone
3: well, see that one's even money, yeah. and then the icky shuffle is like <laughs> plus eight hundred. <laughs> so, someone,
11: yeah. I think someone did the icky shuffle. Was the game against the was the game against the Raiders? I think it was Uzoma. What? Azama, o- the was. tight end. It yeah, was. yeah, yeah it was. he did. He did. He did the icky shuffle. Um, so yeah, that uh, actually, you know what? I'm willing to concede that we one could we you. could print these out again. if uh, you absolutely. want. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> just write it in marker. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
2: the the world of uh, prop bets and sports betting and Caesars. You you've been broadcasting for some time. It was really taboo for a minute. You guys had yeah. to get creative with how you even oh. lent jokes to it. Listen, talk about the evolution.
11: Yeah, I mean, like, when, when we did NFL Live before the Supreme Court ruling where all this is allowed now, what, what we would do p- uh, preseason total, win totals. We couldn't even say the words over, under, because sure. that was a gambling term. Oh, okay. We had to say more than or less than, mm. and we couldn't use the team names. We couldn't say the Falcons. We couldn't say the Rams. We couldn't say the Cowboys. We would say Dallas or Atlanta right. or Charlotte. You, it was so strict. I mean, for God's sakes, Tony Romo was banned in 2014 from doing a fantasy football convention at a Vegas hotel. And now we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. (laughs) You know, things happen. It's like the old line from Ferris Bueller. Life comes at you fast. If you don't look around sometime, you may miss it. Speaking of Vegas Raiders, do you think that's a
3: curse for any coach or general manager, that you got all these 20-something millionaires Uh, just let loose on Las Vegas? How is that ever going to go right?
11: Well, look, I mean, is it any worse than South Beach? is it any worse you know than New Orleans at right, times right. so I, I listen obviously it's been a terrible year sure along those lines for things that happened in Las Vegas with the latest being Alvin Kamara at the Pro Bowl uh, pro tip, by the way, if you want to be in good graces with the league and not have a horrible suspension, don't get
2: arrested at the Pro Bowl. Yep. Like, oh, at the Pro Bowl. Oh, that's a big at deal. At the smart. game. That's a good well, one. Probably smart. good to avoid Alvin that. Alvin right. said, I'm going to be the only guy in the Pro Bowl that's going to lay some hits this year. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, he, he he was. No, yeah, I like that. He actually yeah. was the only one hitting
11: um, <laughs> and stomping, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. But, you know, then you had the Damon Arnett thing, and obviously the Henry Rudd thing's just rugs is terrible. But, you know. South Beach, is. you can get in trouble in South Beach, you can get in trouble in New Orleans. You can choose to get in trouble wherever you are. Very uh, true. And, and I think that if you're going to blame that on Vegas, you've got to blame it on the, on the kids, as uh, the, the players, as much as anything else. Sure, the
3: decade of my 20s will say, you could do that in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. so, sure. I think sure. I
11: found a way to do that in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Once. Excellent. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're in the podcasting world. You, yeah. Your show is
4: Trey Wingo Presents Half Forgotten History, 89 episodes in. You yeah. can hear it anywhere that you do. Um, here at Podcasts, what is the craziest half-forgotten history story that you've had in those 89
11: episodes? Well, there's been a bunch of them. Um, and the whole, the whole point, point. thank you for bringing that up, the whole point is, like, I learned a bunch of stuff that never made it air, uh, you know, whether we're in a green room before we went on the air or at a Super Bowl after dinner, and you hear all these crazy stories. Uh, one of the craziest uh, of all time was Damian Woody when uh, Terry Glenn uh, was having his holdout uh, with uh, Bill Belichick in, in before super, that 2001 season where Brady took off, and Terry would show up at practice because the Patriots practiced in Foxborough in this little facility, this outdoor field, and there was a hill behind it. Terry would show up and sit at the top of the hill during practice and scream at the Patriots as they're practicing, I want my money! <laughs> <laughs> I want my money! And he'd stay up there the entire <laughs> practice <laughs> just screaming at him. He's like, Dude, are you for real right now? Like, <laughs> we want you to get paid, but what are you doing? He would stand up there and scream, I want my money at the top of his lungs. That's the kind of stuff, like so yeah. many stories that I, I learned about that never, for whatever reason, made it to the air. And you get these guys you know, in a more casual environment. They let it rip. Jeff Saturday told this great story about before Super Bowl 41, where you know, Peyton had finally beaten Brady in the AFC Championship game, and they're going to his first Super Bowl, and Peyton was unmarried at this time. And so we had this big family meeting with the Colts. It was all the players, the kids, their wives. And Peyton gets up in the middle of this room and says, listen, this is a business trip on my floor. I don't want to see any wives. I don't want to hear any kids. This is serious. We and Jeff Saturday said his wife started choking his hands so hard, like <laughs> I can't believe. So Saturday had to get up in Peyton's face. Said, you need to chill out, or you're going to lose the locker room before we even get to Miami. Oh like Peyton God. was like like he knew yeah. he knew what was on the line for him, and he was going to have any mess. And Jeff says, you need to
2: apologize. <laughs> you, need to, you need to let
11: people know that they can bring their. I mean, it was it was tense before they even got to Miami for that Super Bowl.
2: I need your help, Trey. I need your support on yeah. this one, okay? So I say this regularly. There are, there are like three guys in broadcasting that, really, that I'm a big fan of. Number one, yeah. who Van just hates more than anyone on the whole planet, and Robert associates with him. Tell them why Joe Buck is the absolute best of all time. At the Joe th- Buck does not hate your team. Yeah, he does not. He <laughs> does not hate your he team. He does not hate Aaron Rodgers and your
11: Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he plays golf with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Thank you, <laughs> okay. Trey. I needed he this. Does, he does not hate your team. I, 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 it drives me kind of crazy. Troy Aikman hates the team. Troy Aikman the team. And, and by the yeah. way, hot, hot take from me, give me Troy Aikman almost uh, over any other color analyst. That Any one of them. Uh, that's wow. a, that's a lukewarm warm
2: take for me because I agree completely. It, I mean, it's, like, it's
3: 2022. You just call them analysts
11: now. Yeah. it's
2: Okay. <laughs> it's just <laughs> whatever. Uh, the guy
11: that makes the comments after the guy makes the play call. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, like I don't understand why they get such vitriol. I th- well, I think I do because, number one, they're always on the big games. Uh, so, I mean, like Joe and Troy have earned the right to have the greatest – uh, games called because they're the number one broadcasting for fox so always the best games there uh, go to them what i love about troy is that he had zero bleeps left to give yes like when they were calling the eagles uh bucks game in the first round and then we we're talking about the cowboys niners game and you know that's a fox game mm-hmm. right but they shuffle it up for the postseason that's a fox game and they were talking about that great game coming up, and Troy said on the air during that mess of a Bucks eagles game, yeah, that's a great game. There's going to be some great players. A lot of people want to uh, be at that game. A lot of people want to call that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. You know, He did not care. And Troy will always call out the officials. So many other play-by-play guys or analysts yes. uh, would would uh, would say, well, you know, Troy's like, no, that's a bad call. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you missed that. Like, I don't understand how you missed. Like, Troy is shooting from the hip, and I respect that about him because I'm sure the NFL doesn't love it when he says those things. But at the end of the day, he's right. So uh, Joe and Troy, to me – I'll take them any day.
2: Can you lend one final radio word to a uh, to a guy that was a big inspiration to me growing up and kind of got me in the broadcast game? And that's Zipper Zeppa. Oh, so the Zippa, Christopher
11: R. Zeppa. Yeah, yeah. So
2: the the Zippo Awards every Friday night when I was growing up, they were the they were basically the not top ten boys, yeah. and it was just <laughs> it was a laugh every Friday night, and it was it was not missed. Yeah. And I wouldn't be in the broadcast position I am today if I hadn't had him on my TV every morning. Well, it's or funny every
11: Friday. It's funny you say that. And by the way, uh, Zipper, was a legend for a lot of years in uh, in st louis at kmov uh but of course we couldn't watch it because i work for another channel yeah of course uh, but uh <laughs> but it's funny you say that because there was there's a guy locally that i grew up with in new york his name was warner wolf uh and he was the first guy that found highlights like that around the league this was in the 80s the early 80s and he had this thing let's go to the videotape which you know it's the stupidest thing in the world to say, because what else are you going to do but roll the tape? Which we don't roll anymore. It's all digital. But that's a separate issue entirely. Um, but he would do the same thing. He'd find these goofy highlights all across the country and it would make them funny. And they had a weather guy named Irv Jakovsky, and his name was Mr. G. And at the end of uh, his highlights uh, of the Warner Wolf's uh, whatever silly highlights around the world they'd find this horrible looking guy in a costume or a fan oh and Mr. G was at the game you know like making fun of the (laughs) weather guy finding the 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 stupidest looking fan or a guy with a mask on or whatever oh look Mr. G was at the game so much in the (laughs) same way that zip got you into this uh Warner was one of the reasons I want to get into it because he made it fun
2: he made it fun and interesting there you go, everyone. Just, just a little bit of an inspiration to the reason I, I kind of ever put a microphone in front of me. And Bobby Heenan, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> Trey, thank you so very much for being a part of this. Thank you, man. And make sure you check out all the prop bets uh, at Caesar Sportsbook. Download the
11: app and uh, make sure you uh, go to all their YouTube channels and uh, Twitter, Instagram. You'll find all the stuff we're doing there uh, all Super Bowl week. we got a lot of content pumping out in the next few days.
2: Two men on, Trey Wingo, live from Radio Row and 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Premier Pets Grooming is a friend of the show and we brought our friends to Radio Row. We sat down with Sonia DeVille, WWE superstar, and talked to her about exactly what it takes to be on the road 300 days a year. Now
0: Now betting betting for the the sports sports animal, animal. your your afternoon afternoon drive. drive. Number two, Menon, Van Van Nunley Nunley and Fred Fred Slow, And And in the the on-deck circle. Robert, Robert Buck D. D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow.
2: When you're at Radio Row, it's a special moment, right, boys? Like, we get to laugh and do a lot. But the guy that made special team sexy, Eric Metcalf, is here with us. Thank you. Eric, welcome to the show, my guy.
9: Thank you. You know, that's the best thing I've heard (laughs) in a long time. Made special team sexy, right? (laughs) True. (laughs) True. That's good. I like that.
2: I mean, it's a third of the game, and I don't feel like it necessarily, up until a certain point, I would say... Eh, late 80s, early 90s, maybe maybe a shade before, but that's when it was like, oh, this is a third of the game. Right. It needs just as much coaching. It needs just as good athletes. And, I mean, you were a big part of that wave, right? I, I like to think so, yeah. and, and apparently
9: you think so. So, so yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to have you walk around with me. And just, and just <laughs> <laughs> and just, you're going to be my, my walk-in music. If your
0: handler fired? Well? Yeah. 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 So, yeah.
9: But, you, uh, you, you know, Back in the days, like when my dad played, when I played, the special teams, people cared about it. Yeah. You know, and you know, they're trying to take the take it out of the game now. And I understand them trying to 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 be safe with the players and all that. But at the same time, if you have someone like myself or a Devin Hester, you're you're essentially taking one of the best players on the team off the field.
2: Right. Yeah.
8: And
9: by doing that and the way they treat special teams and and, and so that's why I'm kinda hoping that I'm hoping that Devin Hester gets in the Hall of Fame because if he gets in the Hall of Fame, then people will see the importance of special teams because as, as of now, no one really cares because they just think defensive player goes in, offensive player goes in. Nobody thinks about special teams being a, a third of the game. And, and if you're good at special teams, it actually uh, contributes and helps you win games. Shaw, so you mentioned Devin
3: Hester. Do you have, like, relationships with these big-time kick returners? Do they call you asking right. for advice? What's your field vision like, et cetera, et cetera?
9: No, that's ironically none of them. You know, <laughs> the, during when I retired, the only person I ever really talked to was Josh Cribs, Obviously, and that's because he's a Cleveland Brown, so I was for always sure. back yeah. there. And so, but it's you know I don't. It's, it's weird because I think like when I was young, it was a little easier for me because I had my dad to to reach out to and right. talk to. And so I would call people and talk to people that he knew about just just playing the game. And and I don't I don't know if younger guys do that today because I you know. You know, this new generation, we right. don't know about. They don't really know the history. They just go out there and play because that's what they do.
4: Right. So, okay, I'm a Chargers fan. So Here's, am I. Uh, okay, uh, so, we're, we so might be the only. There we go. Grew up a we fan. we yes. might be the only two in the building. That's all right, okay. but uh, I remember when you came. I believe it was from Atlanta, mm-hmm. started with Cleveland. How hard was that transition to go from Cleveland, Atlanta, San Diego? Like, when you're in the moment, when you're that professional athlete, how hard is it from changing markets like that?
9: You know, I, I think it's hard in, in that you have to learn a new system. You have to learn a city. You have to get a feel for everything. You, you're not as comfortable as you once were uh, at a particular team. Like, in Cleveland, when I got traded to Atlanta, I was actually – Asking to be traded, okay, and and to the up until the ninth hour, I knew where I was being traded to, and that's because they gave me permission to to uh, talk with the 49ers because that's where I wanted to go. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted. To, I you know at the time. Well, it
2: ended up okay in Atlanta. It, it did, yeah. but yeah. you know, <laughs> but
9: but you got to think about. Well, I'm a, I'm a guy. My entire life, I played running back.
1: Yeah, yeah, right.
9: I, I mean. I get to, to the pros, and and people split me out like in Cleveland, split me out a little bit. But as a running back, I had never, I had never ever played receiver, and so being in Cleveland, Bill Belichick, we're running. New York Giants football, three yards in a cloud of dust, you know everything's in between the tackles that's not suitable for me, so that's why I wanted to go to san francisco right and because you know they there was a Roger Craig, who I had seen yep, rush for a thousand and, and catch for a thousand so it, it makes it hard it's just, but I got to Atlanta, they put me in the slot i didn't think I was going to be able to succeed at that, but it was it was okay, and like you said, going back to San Diego at that time, I was like this, I'm a free agent. I want to go play for San Diego because this is my favorite team growing up. Right. And we were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were 4-12. But you, know. you did make the Pro Bowl. But, and that's what I was just about right? to say. So, you know, when I, in my experience, I'm probably like the only person in this building who would say they don't like San Diego. And I didn't like it because I was losing. So yeah. We 4-12. So it just didn't feel like I, I enjoyed it. Even though I went to the Pro Bowl because right. I wanted to but, win football games, hey,
2: you know what gets me though about this interview is Eric is like, yeah, you know, I went to Atlanta, they put me in the slot where you had a hundred grabs, like <laughs> they, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I, I
9: I did I <laughs> I, I did and, and and it was and it was fun and I I feel like I should have had one hundred and fifty, <laughs> but but it it was fun and and even going into Atlanta and when when June got me. He was like, "You're gonna be good at this," and I was in my mind in in mini camp and training camp. I was like, "What the hell is going on? <laughs> this, is, this is not gonna work. I'm I just can't do this right. because now I'm in the slot and playing receiver full time, something I have never done, and so it was different in and trying to learn that that run and shoot offense. And but once the game started, yeah, it came easy. Yeah. Because now now you got to do is run, catch the ball, and, and make some people miss. And I could do that. <laughs> so we're seeing guys
3: like Debo Samuel now, mm-hmm. like these hybrid athletes, you know, special teams, rushing, receiving. When you started doing that, was that something that they noticed your skill set? And they're like, hey, we got to make him do everything. Or is this a coach who already had this game plan? It was like, he fits this perfectly.
9: You know, I think people just noticed that I, I could do that because that's what I did in college. That's what I've done my whole life, you know. Played quarterback in some in high school, played some in Texas, played some at the Browns, played receiver, carried the ball, and and also returned kicks and punts. But you know, I I think be, being in my era, coaches didn't really know how to use it. Sure, right. So I, I'm I'm almost I like to say a, a victim of my own talent
3: ah. because I,
9: I go out there and I'm. I'm 5'10", 195 pounds, and so they're not giving me the ball 25 times as a, as a running back, and I'm not a, a true receiver, so they're not targeting me 10, 12 times a game until Atlanta, of course. And um, and then so I'm a, I'm a victim of my own talent because you never get that. As, whereas if I play today, sure, these, these coaches are more creative. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing things that now someone like me can be – uh, every down player.
4: Well, first of all, you still look like you got a couple touchdowns in you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, you look
2: great. 10 or 12 Thank years, you. you played 16 I, games. You look great. <laughs> I, I, I
9: feel great, but, but and I only have a couple touchdowns. If you have a big check for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and I want to end the bank before. before I start yeah. <laughs> no, but My question is, you were talking about your stature.
4: Do you believe, okay, when, when people and parents are looking at their children now, mm-hmm. they're kind of steering them away from football because they're saying, oh, you probably won't get the size. And do you think there is a, a, a room for someone who has the stature that you just described as yourself to play in today's game?
9: I think there's a lot of room. I think this, the, that's the guy, you know, someone who can, is elusive, someone who's fast because speed kills in, in every sport, right? right. And, and the way the game is played today is so spread out yeah. that guys are always given a chance to be in space. It's space right. And if you have a, someone who's elusive and who can, who can run, once you get them in space, they can make lots of plays. So you don't have to carry the ball in between the tackles 25 times. You can, you can throw swing passes, and that's just like a run. Right? It's just like running a sweep It's just being creative with these offenses and all these players, these Alvin Kamaris, uh, Christian McCaffrey's, Dalvin Cooks, all these guys who are getting used in so many different ways, whereas back in the day these guys would probably come in maybe on third down, second, right. or third down, depending right. on the down and distance. And, but today they get to play every down because these coaches are creative.
2: Eric, I got one final one. It's about this Sunday. Is there going to be that big game changer on special teams? Is there going to be a standout play that's going to put one of these teams over the other and decide this one out, Cincinnati versus Los Angeles? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I mean, and you know,
9: and it's it's funny, and I, I say no because when I look at special teams today, especially from the returner standpoint, I think that coaches, special teams coaches, they're not – Fair they're catch, not really fair catch, fair they're catch. not really caring about scoring touchdowns like mm. they did back in the day whereas yeah. for, they're more concerned with securing the ball. Right. You have the ball, just just secure the ball. And whereas when you have players like other uh, like myself, Devin Hester, all these guys, because we had this type of player as a returner, you were scheming to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And that was just about secure the ball, give our offense a chance to get, to get it. So I wish it, somebody
3: would have told that to my Packers special team coach a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you've <laughs> been yeah. trying to get a special team
9: kills for years, right? Because <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, yeah. they keep yeah. changing every yeah. year.
2: Do you, does it turn your stomach over whenever you hear those discussions about eliminating the kickoff then?
9: It, it, it really does yeah. because they don't know, they don't understand the importance of the special teams. They don't understand how it changes the momentum of the game, especially as, as a kick returner, you know, If you're able to take the kick, it's usually not usually, but always the opening kickoff or or after the half or the other team has scored. So that means if you're able to return that, you switch the momentum just like that. So you're taking that out, you're taking that away from teams. And so, and once again, if Devin Hester doesn't return kicks and punts. How often is he on the field? Sure. Yeah. And, and he's one of their best players because of what he does, well, and you're taking that away.
2: A lot less 23 jerseys in the stands, that's <laughs> right, for, for sure. sure. For sure. The, uh, actually, this one I got one final one before we go, and this one is kind of a big deal to me. During that opening kickoff, whenever you played, it was flashbulbs. Did you notice that while you were out there? Did you notice a stadium full of flashbulbs at I, the opening kickoff of a game? I, I did not.
9: All, yeah. I, all I could see was that other goalpost. at the other end. That's, the, <laughs> that's what I was thinking I wanted to go. Uh,
2: <laughs> Eric Metcalf, you laugh a lot. I like that a lot. I was a big fan of yours uh, when you were doing it, and thank you for taking the time today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you. you. Two men on Eric Metcalf, live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
0: Two men on. Live from From Radio Row Row in Los Los Angeles Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mines, a sub above.
2: Back from Radio Row and uh, back-to-back interviews we just gave the boys at home. Thank you to Trey Wingo and Eric Metcalf. Eric Metcalf, to me, uh, well, that was just kind of a surprise little banger. Kind of came up last minute for us, but a lot of good insight. And a lot of talk about the game, which we haven't really given a lot of talk to. It's been a lot of adjacent, right. a lot of entertainment. And I, so we were looking around, and we are like, where are all the players? Where are all the NFL and analysts, guys? So I found a rep from the NFL, and the NFL said, uh, hey, boys, just uh, the game's too big of a deal on Sunday, and we really can't chance Meteor Row and – COVID-19 precautions, and I recognize this event as being very safe, but I understand the the right. apprehension of the NFL. 100%.
3: You you waited all season for this moment, right? and now you're going to give Joe Burrow COVID because he wants to talk to Albuquerque? Right. That's not going to happen.
4: Well, that even goes for the halftime entertainment as well. Sure. Because I've had my neck on the swivel looking for Kendrick Lamar. Where's Kendrick? Snoop, somebody. <laughs> but then when – yeah. Fred gave us that information. I was like, okay, that makes a whole lot of sense. Makes more sense.
2: But, I mean, how fortunate we have been to receive the guests that we have, including a banger of an interview with Kix Brooks coming up after, uh, after well, this segment here. So that's going to be good. I, we laughed a lot with he. Obviously, country music is special in your heart, Van. So what was it like to sit down with one of your childhood heroes?
3: Well, let me tell you a little something, buddy, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grew up born and raised right outside of Houston, Texas. Texas so City, Texas? Before I could run, I could two step. That's gosh. so my mama told me <laughs> taught me how to two step at a very young age. That's crazy. I because know how to waltz. I know how I do I can do anything except for line dance. It's
4: funny you say that because a two step is the equivalent to the running man in the hip-hop culture. So that's kind of the same thing. I Thank you, you for that. Yeah, I'll, keep,
2: I'll keep talking anyways. And, and I would say the two-step.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't count the number of times that I two-step to Neon Moon.
2: It's okay. We, j- I mean, Kick Brooks is gonna tell you about Neon Moon after the break. But uh, <laughs> it's, you're part of that. You're part of that energy of forever living on the two-step when everyone knows that it's already graduated. At least in my neighborhood, it was. It was the Crip Walk. We had the Crip Walk <laughs> where I grew up.
4: So hey, you, whoa. You, okay. wait a minute. First of all, so don't you, say that out loud. You see, we're, <laughs> in, we're, we're in Los Angeles. Downtown Y'all's Los say,
3: Angeles. Y'all want to say, we got to make sure
4: we're in the right. Don't say yeah. Sea-walk. Make sure we're on the right block, bro. What are you doing, man? Y- and, and, and who is going <laughs> to
3: Seawalk to Neon Moon?
4: <laughs> well, they, that is a special man right well, there. Yeah, you do that. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of talent. <laughs> 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 of talent. Hey,
2: We were going to go into Alvin Kamara, but I'm going to throw you boys a curveball. Yesterday, Snoop Dogg bought Death Row Records. Did you boys see this? Yes. All right, so like Snoop Dogg got started on Death Row, but this is like this is like the Padawan becoming the master. This is like full circle, That's right? That's a
4: pimp move right it there. That is
2: strong. So we'll, let's see if he
4: brings back that nostalgia or if he wants to start it in a brand new direction. I think he's going to bring up the nostalgia. It's called Death Row. Like, we can't think of it any other way. Let's sure. see how he does this.
3: Uh, look. I, I still, I mean, Suge Knight has gotten away with so much in his life, and he finally got locked up in prison. I still think he gets out early, and I still think he winds up the CEO and owner of Death Row Records <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I mean, to, to me, Suge Knight has that, like, big Dan Snyder energy. Yeah. Like, how does he keep getting away with it? How does he keep pulling this off? I see this being a,
4: somehow a movie on Lifetime. If that happens, <laughs> okay. that's going to be a <laughs> Lifetime movie. <laughs> Suge Knight
2: – so he's got tw- – He's got 30, 28. He's got 28 years. Those right. state or federal, though? I think it, I think it's state. All right, so he's probably got 14 years.
4: 14 years. Right. right. He's not going to get all years. He's not going to do the whole thing.
2: All right, so this is 2022. So we think by 2036?
4: That's so funny for people. The who, summer of
2: 2035.
4: That's so funny. <laughs> Us three, we've never done hard time how easily we say this. Like, oh, what, 16? Yes, years. <laughs> like, <'cause> it's <laughs> okay. in like 16 minutes. We <laughs> said it like it's two segments on the show. Wait, like. <laughs> so, do
2: you think Snoop is going to be able to go out with, like, Dr. Dre and sign some of those guys to replace? Okay. Well, first of all, if- Dr.
4: Dre's not going to have anything to do with this, I don't believe. He's, he washed his hands of death row a long, long time ago. That's what you to, feel? Yeah, yeah, I really feel oh, that one. No, I really he's got, feel he's that one. He got aftermath. Uh, he, he don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't need yeah. that. Boys. No. no. Boys. This, is, this is Snoop's baby.
2: Earlier, we had a little bit of a geek out over Bob Golick, and you're going to tell me right now that nostalgia don't sell? You're going to tell me right now that Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg can't go back to the 90s that not just launched their careers, but bringing it back for those that got the money to spend on it? Well, well,
4: he did get a divorce, so he might be chasing after those dollars, so you may be on to something, All Right, Fred. hear me
2: out. You get Dr. Dre. Obviously, you can't get Snoop Tupac, obviously. His hologram. Tupac hologram. What are you talking about? Snoop Dogg, Nate
3: Dogg. (laughs) Who we had on the show in the 915 hour yesterday. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Okay, Nate Dogg's hologram.
2: Oh, Nate Dogg's hologram. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) But you bring in Bubba Sparks. Oh, you messed it
3: (laughs) I am grinding wait, my teeth. Can you hear me? Wait. Can you audibly hear me grinding my teeth right I'm not going to let Very him upset. go to
4: his next finger point after that because he had some more. He had some more. <laughs> he had some more in the chamber. I'm not going past Bubba Sparks. The, the
3: rule of threes, it's got to be <laughs> e- exponentially worse than Bubba Sparks. So way I worse. I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to go there. But, hey, a really good way to start the halftime show, the gel door Clink. <laughs> welcome to death row oh, and then they come
4: yeah. out yes. now yes. that they have the, the they have the yeah they have yeah. the rights yeah. to all of that
3: that's what's
2: up well and then also i mean hear me out on this and so what is the date of the super bowl sunday sunday what the 13 13, 13. so then at the end Snoop dogs like new album releases tomorrow february 14th the chronic back pain <laughs> okay
4: come on man okay well, that, I'm uh, glad Snoop's not hiring you to just, do anything for d- Death Row. D- <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's you don't think that's no. the one. You don't no. think
2: mm-hmm. or
3: Doggy Year style.
2: Yes, oh. Doggy Year style yeah. works just as well. These are all.
4: Uh, I'm not joining in on this. This man. one, because <laughs> <laughs> I still listen to these classics. What are
3: you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got Doggy Style on Wax. I still listen to it. Oh, hey,
4: that's
10: yeah.
2: nice right wow. there. Very nice. A uh, first edition. Uh, huh, 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 huh. I mean, who am I, guys? I mean. What's, what's my name? <laughs> okay, okay. You don't got these Rob? What's am no,
4: I'm, I'm not dealing with y'all, man. I,
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm looking well, around. I, I'm looking around to see what other legend you I do. Can you, I mean, run, you run just, off
3: to. Okay, so the you other. You should just be happy for us. Yeah. Because well. it ain't no fun. Oh, <laughs> 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 the homies can't have none. I keep walking right into them.
4: <laughs> okay. okay, so the other, I I walked in on a segment because I was over there getting to Eric Dickerson. I might walk out of this one <laughs> just because I see a service dog, all right? Oh, uh, so when, this is, when you said service... I knew <laughs> it. I threw this lob. I threw this lob for a reason. Let's see where you take it. I just thought... Service dog, no, okay? No, well,
2: you said service. I thought maybe it was alcohol service, and you were looking to get some gin and juice. Oh, there you go. I got you. Yeah, you got me. And also... Right, I, so, can't even,
3: I can't even tell where you're looking. Where do you see this service doggy dog? I don't even... <laughs>
2: Where is it <laughs> <laughs> as we sit in radio row uh, there's 150-ish radio 150ish radio stations here right yep for real and we don't talk about this time the from. You're like the only black broadcaster here.
4: I was going to save that for another segment because right? <laughs> we only have a minute
2: left. <laughs> so. like, and you're sitting here and you're repping right now the Black King. Right. Right. And yeah. like a proud sponsor of the program and yes. all this T Yes, TNT Apparel. And TNT Apparel, they put you look right. Right. Yeah. But no broadcasters are recognized. it, but it's like every athlete that you've interacted with yes. has paid a lot of love to Black King and TNT Apparel.
4: Yes, they have. And I've given them the information. Um, they they're asking me about where they can get the get the hoodies even though I, I was afraid cuz yeah. I got sent with hoodies I was like you guys it's 80 degrees but somehow they knew it would be cold enough inside the building yeah. for me to wear it. <laughs> so I, I thank you guys for that and that is Tawaski and Tony Apparel.
2: It is uh yeah it's about 20 degrees in here at Radio Row. We're laughing a lot, obviously. Uh, insanely Sports Adjacent is the program why we've been out here. A lot of good interviews already today. Jake Plummer, LeGarrette Blunt, LeGarrett Blunt, Bruce Buffer, Trey Wingo, Eric Metcalf. If you missed any of those, check them out on our social media, at TalkABQ. The podcast is available. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your pod. Get your pod. We've uh, we got a banger with Kix Brooks. That's at 6.30. Check that out, and then we'll do. Uh, we'll wrap the show with the Varsity Boys. That yes, sounds sir. about right, right? Yep. So let's do that. And whenever we get back from the break, and I know we haven't we haven't hit it yet, but we'll do it before the Varsity. We'll run down every other interview we put in the can today. We'll put all those on social media. There's some real fun ones, and then uh, a couple of them I think we'll end up playing early next week because there's. I can. Already, the, we sat down with Diplo. Diplo is going to need some love on the radio. hundred percent. Yeah. So so hey,
3: if if he's going to give us enough love to send us to Justin Timberlake's Bieber. Super Bowl party. Justin wait, wait, Bieber. Bieber? I don't think Timberlake No, Oh, anything I'm not going to Bieber's. Bowl. What? <laughs> I'm not okay. going out. What? I'm not going out loser's party. I thought what? it was Timberlake. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> We haven't talked about our regular sponsors, and I'll I'll give them to you before we go. Dave and Buster's, who presents us. We're live on the road with Chisholm Trail RV and the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We've been playing on Team I-9 since we got here. Start our days at the YMCA. Spend our evenings at O'Neill's and our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Opening
0: Drive with Jeff Simbieta and J.J. Vaughn. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Sports Animal.
2: Animal. Live from Radio Row, uh, boys, give me athletes, great. Love athletes, give me actors, cool, love actors. I tell you what, you really want me to turn the volume up on the radio, though? You give me some musicians. And joining us on the program, uh, Kix Brooks, uh, famously at Brooks and Dunn. Kix, welcome. Wow,
10: thanks, man. I couldn't believe you guys would have me. I'm like, can, am I going to get on that show ever or not? And they're like, <laughs> look, they're a little tentative. They're so, Maybe they'll try and work in. I'm like, oh, so I, what the heck? I guess y'all got tired of me hanging around like, and looking over your shoulder whatever. whatever.
3: <laughs> only you. did Not only did we get you on – you came in hot with yes. a, a, a teller watermelon walk-off. Yeah, a cocktail. Well, he I've walk- been
10: drinking coffee all morning. You <laughs> <and on
3: there. laughs> know, <laughs> nothing more fun than an alert drunk. There you go. <laughs> he,
4: he walked on with the walk-off right off the
2: top. Uh, host of American Country Countdown and and just living that, just everything that's that's music, everything that's country. That I mean, that's but that's your life, right? That's from day one. You've you've been about this energy. Uh,
10: the guy that drove me over here, you know, talked about his retirement. And everything, you know? and yeah. he goes, "When are you gonna retire?" I am like, "And do what, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
10: play music?" Yeah. So I have a question. Uh,
4: TikTok, huge, the kids, everything. How do you feel about TikTok revitalizing any type of music and starting oh, trends that. and everything else with the younger
10: uh, generation? I don't, I, you know, it's just it's a freak show out there right, you know right, it, yeah. re- it totally is and you know, the first time you know I heard about it heard about it tick tock tick tock and finally you know I got the app I pulled it up and you know I'm like everybody else I'm going oh my god what <laughs> what you know and and then Ronnie's we're on the this summer you know we're on the bus and he's like man, have you heard about this Neon Moon dance yes, thing going yeah, on? Right, yeah, yep. I'm like, no, I haven't. Of course, I got a problem with Neon Moon anyway. I mean, it's my <laughs> 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 It's like, I got to be careful, okay, because Ronnie wrote this song. But, <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> but that is all week long, like every week. It's like, <laughs> you turn the corner, it's like, oh, my God, oh, Neon Moon. Oh, oh, we fell in love, the Neon Moon. Yeah. Oh, dancing. On. Oh, and she looked into my eyes, and I knew it was her. It's yeah. going to be our way. Wedding song. I'm like, do you know this is a song about a drunk in the corner of a bar? <laughs> <laughs> okay, just let's get that out of the way. <laughs> just, we, uh, and we're not paying for therapy for everybody oh, and no. all the things that go with that. But yes yeah, so he calls me up on the bus when I said, Have you heard about this TikTok thing going on? I'm like, What? said, yeah, we've got like 3 million views or something like that. And the label just sent me an email. They said, man, if we'll do the TikTok dance, I go, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they said, if we'll do the dance, this thing is going to blow up. I went, let me go look at it. So I went and looked at Mm -hmm. it. And I call him up. You know, his bus is right next to me, but we don't go back and forth or anything like that. I call him up. I go, I just watched this thing. He goes, yeah. He goes, you want to do it? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I do not. <laughs> I've never line danced, you know. <laughs> I, I'm stupid enough all by myself without doing that. And he's goes, he says, dude, you, Well, you, I mean, is there any way? I go, okay, I got an idea. Oh. I said, right before we can walk on stage, which I always have my last drink, right before we walk on stage. Same. I said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, well, if they make this move where their hands come together, and then you point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the thing. I said, I don't care what you do. I said, but don't do the rah, rah thing. I said, you know, put your fist together. I mean, do something manly, and then I'll point. That'll be our version. Okay, that's all we got, and then we're, just, then we're right on the stage. We start the show right before we walk on, and it's just take it or leave it. Let, just let them post it and see what happens. And so, then we get off stage, and it's, he's like, hey, okay, we're getting like 20,000 uh, ads a second, a second or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and he, then, like, the next week, I go, is this thing still working? He goes, three and a half billion. Whoa. No, billion the, the, with a the, bee- the, the what? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's like, what happened? What is that? I don't understand it. But it was—I thought it was a—you know—and then I'm looking. And there's raccoons and, <laughs> <laughs> and seals around the next to the, next to the pool at SeaWorld doing the neon moon dance. <laughs> we we need to get the whole world therapy. <laughs> yes, it's fun. I love it. That's, That's a awesome. short
3: answer to to a, a good question. So the host of Westwood One's Country Countdown. <laughs> when when they came to you for this gig, were you like? do I want to talk about country music and listen to the best country music on right now?
10: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am, there was Bob Kingsley. <clears throat> you know, Casey Kasem started that show. Sure. Most yeah, people who yeah. have been around for a while know who he is. And then Bob Kingsley did it for a long time. He was a dear friend and I was a big fan of. And Bob was coming out of his contract, and I was very tentative about doing the show. That was my reserva- That was my main reservation. I didn't figure I would be able to do the show more than a week or two without getting fired, but I wanted to... I was a big fan of Countdown shows. They're fun, you know? You listen, and, yeah. and back before Same. the Internet, back when I was a little girl... I was a TRL kid. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's where you <laughs> knew you could hear those songs and see what they were doing and all that. So, yeah, the fun of it, I couldn't... I, I was really looking forward to it, and Bob gave me his blessing. And... And after that, it's it's just been a great opportunity to talk to, A, my friends, people on tour. When you're at an awards show or something, it's like, hey, how you doing, man? How's the kids? Great. How's Marla? Yeah, yeah she's great. Good. Okay, we got to get together. Yeah, we will. We don't. You know, and so it's great to sit down with my buds for an hour right. just awesome. to interview, you know, like we're doing today. Well, and at some point, you catch up and you get a feel for these acts that are coming in and
2: it's fun. Isn't there something also real intimate about just having a microphone and a headset between you and someone? I can't find a better form of a way to connect with someone than just having that crystal clarity and the contact that we're even having right now Uh about like an idea, a subject or a belief. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been able to pull that you thought, oh, I didn't know? Was there has there been like an aha moment for you on the program where you knew like, hey, this is the fit for me?
10: I I I don't know if I think, you know, it's, there's people like, well, here's one. So, um, so I was talking with Blake Shelton. Yeah. And, and he had a song called, you name the kids, I'll name the dogs. And I said, so what, what really about that song? I mean, what is, what's a good dog name? Right. And he goes. Well, you can name a dog anything. That's what's cool about it, you know, but you don't name them people. You know, you don't right. name them Rob, you know, or something. I said, so what's a good dog name? And he says, doo So that was the moment that really... <laughs> 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 I went, I went, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. So
4: I, so how do you feel when someone takes uh, the music that you guys make, that you make, and they, they bleed it over into a different genre? Because I know there was this rapper named Fat Tony, took your music, and they mashed it up with, I don't know if you're familiar with, Too Short, From the Bay, Blow the Whistle. How do you feel about that genre crossing when it comes to something like hip-hop? And, and your form of music. Love
10: it. Yes. Love it. I, I love it. Anytime people are just copping the groove doing whatever, you know? I mean, I think it's, A, to me, it's just a compliment, you know, if anybody, you know, unless somebody's just trying, making an effort to humiliate you. Right. And then you just find out how big they are.
4: Right. You know? So. Well, that that's what my daughter, she, how she was introduced to you guys.
10: But if they're doing it because they like it, they thought it was cool, and right. they want to put their spin on it or whatever, that's cool. Yeah, because
4: it's like a whole different audience yeah. that outside would have never even known. It's, they, they're discovering you guys' music. That's, what, that's what's happening.
3: Can we talk about your songwriting process a little bit? Are you a sit-down, time-frame guy? Are you an inspiration guy?
9: Both.
10: Now I'm more you know, I call it inspiration and perspiration. I wrote songs for a living for 10 years before I met Ronnie, you know, so I had quite a few hits and a lot of songs recorded by other artists and and that kind of thing and it's, I can't think of a harder way to make a living. It's a super high pressure, especially now, um, the way the world works, because back then if you sold an album, there's 12 songs on it and just having a song on an album that sells a million, you get seven cents as a songwriter, so you know, you can do the math and you make 30 or 40 grand a year, you have some some kind of now, if you don't have a hit, you don't make any money. That's how the internet works pretty much. Did
3: you have a song in your hands that you had to hand over to somebody and you wanted that one back <laughs> so
10: bad? Um no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would always I would always take a cut. Um, yeah. you know, over over doing it myself I had a number one song in the middle of our career I played for Ronnie I really it's a song called Sacred Ground and I said what do you think he goes I don't really get it I go it's okay I know somebody who does there you go and and had a number one
2: record on it as a writer so it's
10: you know you just you just spit and go
2: what I'll do kicks before you go and then I will ask I'll ask what is your favorite written or performed song, and why is it Red Dirt Road?
10: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it really tells, uh, and that is the
10: truth, because yeah. that's how I generally answer that question. I think it's, for me, it's my favorite song that Ronnie and I ever wrote together, and that matters because we wrote a lot of music together. But I think it was that moment where, we, you know, we met on a Tuesday and wrote Brand New Man on Thursday, Heck two yeah. days later. Yeah. And our first wow. two number one records we met i mean we wrote the week we met so uh we didn't know each other you know and red dirt road was a time we really started talking about we had a heart to heart about where we came from and our grandparents it's and me stuff and my like best guys
2: that. yeah it's me and my best guys radio song
10: that's our truck cool. song next yeah. thing we knew you know we kind of wrote something that mattered to us and I, it still
2: does Kix Brooks, you uh, you're a world of entertainment, my friend. Thank you so very much. No, nice. you guys are too. Great time. Yeah. <laughs> good laughs, good times. We're two men on Kicks Brooks, live from Radio Row on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Two men on
0: live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by Jersey
1: Mike's,
2: a sub above. It's where I drank my first beer. Is what I thought in my head after Kix Brooks drank a beer with us on Radio <laughs> Row. <laughs> I uh you uh, you know my very best friend in real life. I never talk about this stuff on the radio. Uh, my very best friend Mike. You know Mike. So as children we ro- we would drive around this little suburb town in St. Louis, Missouri. Excuse me. And we would uh yeah we would he was a big country guy. We turned up Brooks and Dunn and just rocked out to Red to Red Dirt Road. And I'm like, why is Why is this a staple in my life? Why am I interviewing Kix Brooks on Radio Row? But a bunch of laughs, a big old banger of a time. So thank you to he, and thank you to, I think, Cumulus Corporate who set it up. So thank you to Westwood One.
3: I'm super bummed about that interview because I forgot to tell a story. I actually played poker with Kix Brooks like 15 (laughs) years ago. What? At End of of the Mountain Gods in Rio D'Oso, New Mexico. I had absolutely garbage, and I bluffed him off a Jack's. Oh. And – in hands over, he's like, hey, kid, I had a good hand. What would you have? And I flipped it over. I said, absolutely nothing. He said, what would you have? He said, well, you got me off of jacks. And there was like a king out there or something. So to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It was a very good fold on his part. But I was like, hey, you don't want to go out here wasting your money in your first hand when you sit down at the poker table. And he's like, sport, you know how much money I got?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so much that he said he's out of here. To go deep, what? What was he saying?
2: Deep sea fishing in yeah, Cancun it, or something? Yeah. I think he said he said I rented Cabo. or Cabo. He yeah, said he just rented Cabo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he was. He's like I'm from a parish in Louisiana, and we were both like, he's not saying it sarcastically. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah he's actually <laughs> yeah. from. A parish in Louisiana. But no, that was a laugh. I, super good. Just everything about today was fun. Obviously, very loose, very sports adjacent. Had an opportunity to sit down with Juliana Pena, and we're going to run that tomorrow. That's going to come up on the show tomorrow, so we're excited to bring that. She obviously had some choice words about one Amanda Nunez. She has some thoughts on Jackson Wink, so make sure you tune to the program tomorrow. Let's slate it already. Let's do, we'll do it first tomorrow. 4.15 tomorrow. You're going to get... At you're the gonna, top.
1: Do it right at the top. So
2: if you're tuning in to us at the end, you don't necessarily catch us in the 4 o'clock hour due to your drive time or your work schedule, uh, make that effort. Because at 4.15, we're going to have Juliana Pena on the airwaves of 95.9 and 6.10, the sports animal. As two men on our live at Radio Row, and it's been an absolute banger of a time. Van, what are your takeaways from uh, day three here? How much everyone loved these Teller canned mixed drinks. Yeah, that's kind of me too. They disappeared.
3: We, we have gotta none. make sure we stock up again tomorrow. I was gonna say we had they none went on the table them. anymore.
4: They all they they were gone. Um, mine my takeaway obviously would be the running around that I've been doing all day, fanboying.
2: Yeah, today ah. was
4: today was the day I was a super fan. I. I a lot of childhood memories walk through here, so that's what I got.
2: Mine was when the security dog barked at Mike Vick. There was something important about that moment. Well, it wasn't. He wasn't barking <laughs> at
4: him. He was letting his homies know Mike Vick's in the Mike building. Mike Vick's oh, in the house. Was- yeah, keep it <laughs> stand, stand, stand on guard. Yeah, lay low, dog. <laughs> lay low, dog. <laughs> the oh,
2: uh, radio row is. Uh, it's been fan free up until now. I think it's been a a COVID change from the past, but they've let in a select number of fans into Radio Row now at the end of the day, and uh, that's kind of a fun experience. There is a, just a Roy G. Biv of NFL football jerseys over there.
4: Yeah, and they're right there waiting on none other than the Pat McAfee show, and that's where all the noise is. But if there is any noise in the building, if it's not the Pat McAfee show, it's us. It's us. <laughs> it
2: is us
3: right here.
4: Yep. We that's- had a
2: we had a couple of individuals run there, but we won't say who because we're not – those to put names out there in that type of way, but it was hey, uh, I gotta get an interview here. Like you guys, you guys are the energy, you guys are it, and it's and we do we got a whole production.
3: The reception has been phenomenal. Like people, they go table to table, and I could tell. I could tell they're getting burnt out. I could tell they're not having enough fun. And then they come here and they laugh and they tell stories and they feed off of our energy and they take that to the next table. So, next table in line, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, uh, I think you pointed out, Robert, during one of our breaks, that uh, every other table here also concerned about why other guests are showing up, uh, well, just a little tipsy. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we gave away That's all- us. <laughs> All the uh, today, oh, we got a varsity, boys. Today's I-9, how much time we, oh gosh, the world's quickest I-9 varsity right now. Thank you to I-9 Sports for being a part of the program. Thank you, thank you for allowing us to varsity. So the story was the tight end for the Bengals, what's his name? C.J. Ozuma. There you go. He's going to bathe in Cincinnati Skyline Chili if his (laughs) team wins the big game. And I thought, all right, so what are some other famy foods that people are going to bathe in? And I'll just start, and that's with Boston's Baked Beans, boys. (laughs) Boston's Baked Beans make the best bath bet. Oh, I can't say the next
3: B word. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the Patriots have all those rings, and yeah. no one's ever done that? Don't make this any hasn't, sense. This hasn't made the news yet? Don't make any sense. No one's done that? Well, if, on my I-9 varsity of what I'd bathe in after I won the Super mm-hmm. Bowl – is I'm going to got a big old tub of Arby's sauce, ha- oh. oh, God, that's
2: not even regional. That's, that's very bad. I just, my, <laughs> Your face, bro,
4: Robert's Because face. I don't know if I could taste that in my mouth when he said it <laughs> or my imagination is too vivid. Oh. I'm going to say if the Rams win, they should go and do a backstroke in Roscoe's chicken and waffles with the syrup. Ah, oh, that's there a good we one. That's, that's strong. That's strong work. We we guys, that's strong too sexual work. There we for go. Me. <laughs> that one is yeah. no, not sexual Why Well, enough. I didn't say butter. I just said <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Why butter?
2: Uh, obviously, because uh, New England wins all the championships. I'm surprised we haven't seen a Succotash one yet, boys. I thought Succotash is very bathable. And, uh, I mean, an avocado-based one should have been for Tom Brady.
3: Hold on. Succotash is a real thing? It's, well, yes, it's a real thing. That's it's, not just a Looney Tunes swear word.
2: It's a chunky dish that consists primarily of sweet corn with lima beans and or other shelled beans. I'm a big bean guy. I'm going to try it out. Okay, I'm going to try <laughs> it out. You got any, you got any You're more? You're just
3: describing soup.
2: I, Guys, I'm just giving you regional food <laughs> of the team that wins it every year, the New England Patriots.
3: All right, when the Duke City Gladiators uh-huh, win go. the championship this year, they're going to bathe in a tub of... Teller watermelon walk off. Hey. Hey. There we go. Pre-made canned mixed drinks.
4: So they can smell like everyone who's left our table to do <laughs> interviews <laughs> yes. with someone else. <laughs>
2: Robert, anything we missed before we go today? No, we didn't miss anything,
4: but we still got a lot to cover tomorrow.
2: Man, final words.
3: You know, I tell you what. If we missed anything, you can catch even more on the opening drive tomorrow with Jeff and JJ.
2: Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. We out.
6: We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking up for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Oh, well, hustles grab you to shadow wins a ton. Driving down the 101 California, here we come. Right back where we started from, California. California. California